fired up. The snap, the put down, the swing of the leg. It is on its way. It is good! Cincinnati wins the American Championship! Here comes Bosa. Here comes the quarterback, Burrow. Looking for a block, and he got it up on the front by Hopkins into the end zone. Touchdown! What a skip! As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. And so that'll make it a 4-0 ballgame. Welcome back! Episode 101, we made it past 100, boys. We did it. Yes! I forgot we were Welcome recording tonight. <laughs> Welcome to Pardon Punctuation. I am Aaron Smith, joined as always by Ed Mayhall, best producer in the city, and Jeff Howell. And tonight we are joined by guest, uh, the, the guest that Mo called out, the, the tough spot to be in, uh, the the guest after all of the, the cornucopia of guests we had joining us for episode 100. He is back from episode 100. We have the Bearcat Journal's finest. Chad Brendel. Chad, how are we doing tonight? If anyone is ready for a challenge like this, it's me. Notice nobody else stepped up to the plate. In all fairness, Clay said he was willing to do it, but I don't know how much Reds we could talk on episode 101 with everything going on currently with the Reds. And I feel like Clay's been like in like five different cities in the last week, so yeah, he's, he's <laughs> he been all over the place. Arrest at some point. Either that or he may be experiencing the uh, the curse of Montezuma with all the hot dogs that he's been eating <laughs> across all of his travels this is to true. different ballparks. I'm this just glad true. he made it out of that hotel in Mayfield. <laughs> um, that all said, though, uh, looks like the Reds... I, I really hope they don't end up shitting the bed here after uh, bases loaded with no outs in the bottom of the seventh. Uh, but they did. It, it looks Bad like they shot. did just that. The bag has officially been shat. So, uh, so I know, uh, I know. Last night, Chad, you uh, you were ready to just to go go ahead and declare it that the Reds are dead. Well, I was I was trying to do some reverse jinxery that worked. Yeah, I mean, they I'm did not, win last night. I'm not doing that every night, man. Aaron's not a <laughs> fan of reverse jinxes. I mean, it worked. I, I don't love when people try to predict the end before it's actually happened. I can't be the only one who feels that way. I mean, sometimes you gotta, you know, you gotta put a little life into the team through via your Twitter feed, which is what I did last night. And the half inning after I pronounced them dead, they scored five runs. And then you tweeted a cat resuscitating another cat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of the strangest things I've ever seen. Which I thought was hilarious. I did see that gif, and I'm like. Literally, what the fuck is that? It was it was wildly uncomfortable to watch. Sometimes, sometimes I'm not gonna lie. I'll just type in a word, and then scroll like a hundred gifts down to see what I can find. Oh, there's some wild stuff that pops right. up. That's like that's how I found. Remember last year, there was one in the in the system that was a moose like getting it on with a uh, like a crane. No, what? no, no! I, don't I can't say that. I remember that one at all. Never, no, every time Mustakas did something in that that stretch last year, uh, there's a gif of a moose like humping a crane, um, and I I would tweet that, and it was wildly inappropriate, uh, and they have since removed it from rotation. In the, uh, <laughs> oh, 
I was gonna say like on my iPhone, there like when I type, like it just it's crazy the stuff that pops up, and I'm like, I don't know that how that made it through like a filter. Insanity. Oh, I feel like I can still find it. Give me a good couple minutes. All right, you work on that, Ed. Okay. Good goodness. So, I mean, we bring up the Reds, and I think we can touch on it briefly here. But, God, I mean, it feels like it was just a month ago that we were in the driver's seat looking at the the playoff window, and that, that window quickly has all but shut at this point in time as St. Louis has done St. Louis things and has basically – tripped stumbled and backed all the way into the playoffs by no fault of their own but simply oh. because the the reds the the phillies the san diego padres just all completely just decided they none of them wanted it i mean i wouldn't say that the cardinals have tripped and stumbled in they are bulldozing their path into it they're, tonight i think they're winning right now if they win tonight that's 10 in a row that'll put them like 12 games over 500 uh they're, they're just they're playing better baseball than everyone else that has a, a shot at that, that second wild card. And I tweeted like a week ago because I wanted to throw some bad juju at them and say like, Oh yeah, they're going to get in there and then win the world series. And now it's probably going to happen because it's St. Louis and we're Cincinnati fans. And that's just the way that the world works. I called it the day that, that the reds overtook the Padres is the Padres aren't the problem here. Mm -hmm. the, Padres had, the Padres had St. Louis the Dodgers, the Giants, like the Padres' schedule was was one that at you know they were going to hover around five hundred even if they were playing well. And St. Louis, boy, it, it's in the private. If you look at the private chat, there's a link in there, and you got to scroll down to the second GIF, and it's the moose hump in the crane. By the way, unbelievable. <laughs> Did you see it, Jeff? He's that. That is just that. It Jeff, is. I couldn't find that. Moose doing, doing, doing some things. That crack. used to just be in the. If you typed in Moose, that was like in the first ten searches in the gift search. <laughs> I found a crane. Uh, sorry, humping a crane. But uh, whoa, I, didn't, I don't know where that was coming from. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god, but. Did I don't I start know. off 101, right? Like, yes. Like animal animal fair, debauchery. Yeah. I'm going to save it and use it on our Twitter. <laughs> so, <laughs> of course you are. So, who who would you say, Chad, I mean, in, in all of your, your great wisdom and not at all in any type of fan-biased opinion, uh, who would you say you blame this epic downfall on at this point in time? Because I know a lot of people have been kind of up in arms on Bell really since he's been here. Um a lot what, of people have called guy, out. What can he do? You can only play the hand that you're dealt. I totally I mean, understand look, that. I have I have placed a lot of the blame on this season on ownership from the start because yeah. they did not do what was necessary to provide this team with uh, ample firepower to be successful. But when you're talking about the last three, three and a half weeks, it's on the players. The starting pitching has gone south. The hitting hasn't been, you know, what we've seen for most of this year. They've come back down to earth. Of course, some of that is Winker being out, but, right. you know, I mean, you've got to find a way when the season is on the line to be playing your best. 
And they have been playing like absolute dog shit for three and a half weeks. You know, that's why I got so mad when everybody's like, well, just get to September. September and you know the schedule will take care of you still have to win those games I mean if you go back to the beginning of the season you'd look at you, you I guess you kind of have to all but wonder like how many games did we end up losing in the first I don't know we'll say 80 games that the that was on a dog shit bullpen that they ran out there after they traded away our closer they traded away um or they, they let uh what's the guy that Doolittle took his place the the guy with the beard the Archie, other, Bradley. Bradley. Archie Bradley. Archie Bradley. They let him walk. Um, and, you know, you replace it with legitimately Doolittle. That was that was it. Um, until you made the moves right before the trade deadline. And while I understand that nobody's willing to trade assets before you really know what you got, otherwise the, the cost is a little bit higher, it's just kind of maddening that they just decided that they were going to run the island of misfit toys out there as a bullpen. And, you know, you'd lose maybe, I don't know, 10, a dozen, 15 games just solely based on the fact that you had no bullpen help. Yeah. It was brutal. And, <laughs> you know, now tonight, like, you're running as Drupal Cabrera 0 for 19 in his Reds career up as a price hitter with runners on first and third in a, and two in a, outs. And two outs in a game that you have to win. You have to beat the Pirates. Why is he still on this team? I, I still cannot wrap my mind around why is Drupal Cabrera is still on this well, team. Somebody tried to blame Bell for him being up there, and it's like, well, one, how many options do you think this guy has? He only has the options that they've given him. And DJ Friedel? No, Friedel started. Friedel today, started. Though. He wasn't. A, that, that, did you see who pinch hit to lead off the next inning? No, I, I turned uh, the game on. Was it Max Schrock? The Shields. Oh, the 20 Shields. minutes ago. The Shields had pinch hit in the pitcher's spot. Yeah, to start the seventh. Yeah. So back to back, their pinch hitters were Cabrera and DeShields. Now, DeShields walked. Uh, so at least it was a productive at bat. But this is management just saying we're okay with it. Like we're fine. Mm. It doesn't, it doesn't matter that much to us. I mean, I got an email from the Reds today that or maybe is yes, maybe is no. I, those days are long gone. Uh <laughs> About how to how to secure my postseason tickets. Huh. Huh. Like, Unbelievable. You if you want to secure postseason tickets, you have to go find a team that's like, gonna be in the postseason. Did you, yeah. did you tell them to take that email, shine it up real nice? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Turn it straight up their candy ass. <laughs> <laughs> you just made Ed so happy to make this a wrestling second reference. Wrestling ref wrestling reference tonight this is great we, we went we went wrestling last night on the bvp as well so i'm i'm in a attitude era wrestling kick right oh, now apparently. how did totally you do that i've been it. trying to we've we've done 101 episodes and aaron won't talk about wrestling you know it's fine to salt and pepper them in but what the hell are we going to talk about the 90s wrestling for an entire episode for the 90s it doesn't even wrestling. make sense get out of here man okay anyway so what if you got a 90s wrestler as a guest yeah man. what if we did I what if i got undertaker i don't know that we have any type of pool to to get the undertaker i don't i don't think that's the thing anyway i'm gonna tweet him tomorrow that's fine let, let, go ahead and get, get right on that ed eat. you have to how eat many a dozen? liters of embalming fluid do i need oh, to drink God. for you to come on our podcast <laughs> oh <laughs> unbelievable so I don't know. I mean, at the end of the season, because it doesn't look like the Reds are going to make the postseason here, 
the Reds, I, in my opinion, are going to have to do a ton of just, I guess, uh, damage control, if you will, um, w- trying to restore what their image is in the general public's eye because they've, they've failed at every turn this season. And how do you bring fans back in to get excited about a team that quite possibly is going to be without the, the biggest energy piece on the team next season in a Nick Castellanos? I don't know. Oh, he gone. I can't see a situation where he comes back, unfortunately. And I think it has everything to do. Like, if you make the playoffs, I think you can have that conversation. But not making the playoffs here. He's not having that conversation with you because you're not even going to be in the chat in terms of money. Which is, I don't know. I hate everything. But, I mean, you know. There's agent Scott Boris, like right. he's gonna yeah. get the that. That's out. the biggest. That's that's like the biggest. The biggest hurdle to the whole thing. I mean, you 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 take out teams like you know, like the Dodgers aren't gonna bring him out there because they've got Mookie Betts that's solidified that. But and their payroll's you, insane. But you're gonna have. You're probably gonna have a Cubs team that is going to try to at least do something to to restore their. We'll huh. I don't know that, that they have the money for it, nor do I think that they got the money. That's, that's bullshit, by the way. They well, have I, the money. Everybody has the money. Yeah. I mean, Aaron goes on that rant about once every other month, but yeah, if you if you think about the Cubs, you know that's kind of like whatever. Like they were his home up there, and they loved yeah. him, and they do all the great things, and he loves Chicago and and whatnot, but. At this point, he, I mean, he's and he's been blunt about it. He wants to win. He wants to go somewhere where he's going to have a chance yeah. to win. There she is. <laughs> and and I don't it. think I mean outside of you know the the front office making some crazy moves very fast in the off season that show like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna dump a bunch of money into this team to to try and put it together. They've already told us that that's not happening. Right. I'm, well, and that that's also with the whole Kyle body. And I know people have their own opinions we'll on him, that, whatever. Yeah. But like the, the Kyle body and then you then your hitting instructor, your minor league hitting instructor, those guys leaving and not re, the way that they left and the things they said aren't very strange are, are very strange. And the, I don't and know. The, and the ownership was just kind of like they just kind of flipped them off on the way out. I don't feel like they uh, did. They even make a public statement about it. They made one on body that was just basically like, "Thanks for your service." Yeah, it was. Crazy. It was a very. It was a very icy uh, separation between between them, and uh, not not really what you want uh, to to see when something like that happens. When I mean, that body was a big deal. Changed the minor league pitching structure. Yeah. yeah. Well, did like, you see he? He tweeted out a thing yesterday, retweeted, I think the Dayton Dragons, somebody like tweeted like, you know, they played 20 less games, but they broke the strikeouts, their strikeouts record. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. doesn't make any sense. Like where the direction of this franchise doesn't like, I'm, I'm to the point where I'm fully on board with just sell the damn team. So this ownership group is, but they're, but they're not going to because they're making money hand over fist. You know, so I, you br- I thought, what? Go ahead. No, I, go ahead. I, I I thought Lance McAllister made the, the best point of all leading into the season when he said, you know, ownership groups like this are are fast to call a cry foul when a year like last year happens, right? 
oh, we lost so much money and we've got to cut back so he much. Didn't. And, you know, this is so hard on us. But notice that they didn't say shit the five years that they tanked the franchise and the payroll was what, 60 million? And you yeah. know they were bringing in 130, so if not more TV than that, right? TV contracts like, are they were bananas. making money hand over fist, and and cutting corners at every turn. And as soon as it gets a little bit bumpy, they want to throw up and cry, you know, throw their hands up and cry poor. I had somebody in the middle of the year when I was bitching about the bullpen say, um, "Well, the the Reds' problem is Castellini's, you know, the the poorest owner." That ain't it. He's worth half a billion dollars. Sell like, your yacht. Sell yeah, the PC. Sell the sell the PJ. Something. And, and and his problem is, of course, what he said when he got when he bought the team. Mm -hmm. I'm bringing championships to Cincinnati. No questions asked. I'm going to do whatever it takes. This Lies. is a championship city. I, I'm bringing championships to Cincinnati. Well, Banana Bob, you're full of shit. <laughs> it's awful. So. It, it, they uh, and there's nothing that they can hide behind. And I, I think you know, I had this conversation the other day with with a guy at work. Like, like you're you're always gonna have like your fans that are just kind of like they want to go to the ballpark to like hang out yeah, and and sure. whatnot. But Caleb. they they're creating irreparable damage with longtime fans, and it yeah. is it, it's getting really bad. And this year is just an exclamation point on it. Well, I mean, and here's it's a question: awful. Here's a question I want to pose, though, just to show you how bad it's gotten, because I think I already know the answer, but I still want to put it out there. I was thinking about this the other day. Chad brought it up. You know, we, we want him to sell the team, right? So here the question is, would you rather, and let's say that neither franchise is going to leave the city, but would you rather, at this point in time, the Cincinnati Reds sell the Reds and have a new ownership group for the Reds, or the Cincinnati Bengals, after we have bitched and bitched as fans of the Cincinnati Bengals for decades at this point, for the Browns to sell the Bengals, would you rather the Cincinnati Reds sell or the Bengals sell and have a new ownership group? Again, the franchises don't leave the city. Six the months Reds. ago, I would say sell the Bengals. But I think everyone in the city has now flip-flopped on that entire stance. I'm I'm a bad person to ask because I'm apathetic about the Bengals. Like I, I've talked about this many times. I watch the Bengals as a comedy and not a drama, right? So I, I'm not invested. Like I I don't hang on on every play. I watch every game. Like I'm not you know standing on the table. I boycott. I don't, I don't, but I just I'm not like I don't have any emotional investment in the Bengals. When things go bad, I just laugh and like go on with my Sunday. And I'm sure some of that is because over the past, you know, increasingly over the past six, seven years, Sundays in the fall, I'm typically pretty busy. Like, you know, you're getting stuff done from the game on Saturday. Um, you're getting, you know, as much content up as possible. And the Bengals are just kind of on in the background for me. Um, but even without that, I'm a Reds fan, man. Like, I, I, I grew up going to Reds games with my dad just the same as I did UC basketball games. Like, that was what we did in the summer. Like, you know, if, if I didn't have a baseball game or if I didn't have something specifically going on, we were buying top six tickets for $3.50 and spending the entire game trying to sneak down into the blue seats. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Somebody, brought that up. Somebody brought that up on uh, 
on Twitter about like yeah, like the the greatest accomplishment that they had as a, as, as a growing child at Cincinnati was sneaking past the usher oh, to get down the blue seats. Nightmare, man. Oh yeah, we I mean, they a, guarded that like it was Fort Knox. We had, had have a, a recon. We had a method. We had a method. I remember the first time so, I had blue seats. I, I thought I was royalty. It was great. Oh yeah, like well, and it was part of it was because how much it was guarded. Like yeah. that was sacred ground. The blue seats. We had a what method. was your method? Yeah, we would we would sit as close to the there was a railing in the green seat on both green seat on both sides that you could hop over to the blue seats, right? So we would sit as close to possible in the green seats, like in an empty seat or two, and then wait for something big to happen where everybody stood up. And while everybody was up, we would hop the rail down to the blue seats and then try to like blend in. And then work our way down into like the concourse, so we would be down in the concourse. It didn't always work, but we had more success with that than than pretty much anything else. Like we and trying to manage. talk your way past those ushers. You were yeah. never talking your way past those ushers, man. Those guys were brutal. I feel like they were all like seventy eight and in they the were. best seventy eight year old shape you've ever seen. I'm pretty sure they were all like ex marines. Like they were serious. <laughs> that was keeping people out of the blue seats. Was serious business for those. Days. They were there when they stormed Normandy. Yeah, I mean, like, I, like, I, like you do not breach the 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 the, the border <laughs> of this this tunnel. The uh, you know the the, uh, the whole like the blue seats. It could be like you know after a rain delay or anything. Like half the blue seats would be empty. Yeah, and it was like no, no, you down. did not purchase a blue seat ticket. <laughs> you will not come down here. That was sorry. That was one of the name options for this podcast was from the red seats. That was one of the blue seats. You guys would have been hoity-toity. Sneaking into the blue seats. But then you had the the yellow seats that had the cushions. That's the podcast name. I had had red or yellow seats for the uh, the 1990 Pirates series game. I can't remember which game, but we sat in the yellow seats for the 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 NL. Was it? I think it was the divisional, yeah, uh, series with the Pirates when I was like 12, 13 years old. That was pretty cool. Those are the seats that people would fall out of trying to yes. catch a home yes. run ball, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it was it, pretty, it was pretty steep. Well, yeah. Well, it was just a wall. Yeah, right. Like it was just a wall straight down. There were no like there were no overhanging seats. They were all behind plexiglass or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the sections were open where you could reach out and and get a foul ball. Die, uh, die, yeah, <laughs> die. Um, but no, that 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 was, I and mean, that brings. But but like, it, if he's not going to try to win, if he's not seriously committed to winning, they're losing six to two in the eighth inning to the fucking Pirates again. Right, it's crazy. Like, it shouldn't be happening. It can't happen. It can't happen. Well, I mean. It, it, even a couple weeks ago, we we're still throwing out a Brad Brock to shit the bed at the end of a game. Um, there was there was another guy that we would we DFA'd right around that time as well. I can't remember which one of the There's bad been ones. Like it was. Twelve of them. So Hem- mm-hmm. Hembry, Hembry or Hembry. yeah. It's just like, and that was even after we had made the moves for a Luis Sessa, for a Michael Givens, for a uh, Justin. Help me Wilson. out with the last name. Thank Wilson. you. Uh, so you know, I mean, they made these moves, and then even still, they're still running out a Brad Brock. What two weeks ago? I feel like he was he was still here, like I pitching. They, they and just they just DFA'd him like a week ago. 
Yeah, it, it's just absolutely it's crazy to me. Like two weeks ago. God, yeah. this this season. I mean, don't get me wrong. This season did provide a ton of fun up until about a month ago, uh, and thank God it got us into Bearcats football season because uh, it made the summer a little bit more enjoyable to watch these personalities, like a Jonathan India, like a uh, Kyle Farmer, like a Nick Cassianos, like a Jesse Winker, but even even a Wade incredible hulk miley like we had some incredible moments over the summer but it just sucks that they had this monumental collapse the way that they did that's what makes I, it so like that's what makes this so hard is because we did have like you know the joey Votto four home run streak you know and all that and it's like just just shit the bed it was more it was like six days eight home runs i yeah, think whatever it was yeah. i mean it was like exciting like oh we're gonna take this yeah. into the into the playoffs and yeah, it didn't. It didn't happen. Yeah, and and when you think about it, like I mean, if you kind of look at the and this is you know like the Padres, like I know you, we talked about them a minute ago, but like is their is their their collapse worse considering that they spent all that yeah, money? Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Of and like, course. It's just it, like it's there's wild. been talk about they're gonna have to like kind of blow it up a little bit. We were exceeding expectations. Yeah, for the large majority of the of, season. Can we grab some of those pieces if they blow it up they, and bring the, them here? The Reds were winning despite ownership trying to have right. a shitty season cutting corners with the Padres fi- were cutting corners financially. Right. With the same stuff going on. But they but they spent the money. I mean, they have a crazy That's contract they, like, in a Manny they, Machado. They have a crazy contract in a Fernando Tatis. They, they brought in pitching. They spent on bullpen. They spent right. on, you know, starters. Uh, across the board. I mean, they, in, they, they, for a very, they for a very brief second had Max Scherzer. Until they didn't. If you if you recall that at the trade deadline, yeah. it was like Scherzer's going to uh, going to the Padres, and then out of nowhere, the Dodgers were like, "No." Uh, they pulled an okie doke. They're like, "We can write a bigger check here." This is wild. <laughs> on, on the U.S. Women's National Team game that just played at TQL Stadium. The other team is coming out and asking Carly Lloyd to sign their jerseys. Yeah, that's all. That's how you it know you're big time. It was a friendly, Ed. I'm just thinking, like, Coach Jason Brown would not be happy about this. <laughs> Ted Lasso would, though. It's true. <laughs> if, if we want to move on to the Bearcats, I, I would like to talk about Chad and his... Uh, Twitter feud with name plus a lot of numbers. I don't think there was a lot of numbers in that one. I, I think it was a legitimate Indiana fan that just lost didn't, no know, didn't know when to stop getting his ass kicked. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Except every last time night. I opened the Twitter app, there was another, like, Chad, like, dumb, dumb. He wouldn't go Jeff, away. Stupid. Jeff, I said last night on our podcast on the BBP, I said, I have commonly referred to this kid as Chumbawamba. Because he literally just keeps getting knocked down and coming up again. It's like wha- it was like whack a mole, but there was only one mole coming out. Coming out of the same hole. Chad had to just look at one hole and just like high score it, like dunk, dunk. He's like, I, I can't even remember some of the stupid stuff he said because it was so ridiculous. Like my sister goes to Cincinnati and nobody likes Cincinnati football, and it was like, yeah, cool, bro. I don't know if you just watched the same game There's we did, more but Kentucky fans in Cincinnati than there is Cincinnati fans. So we're not part of Ohio. Yeah, what? And and, and Ohio considers Cincinnati and Kentucky. <laughs> like, 
that's, okay. that's that one right there is old and played out like could yeah. we stop that one like sir yacht or whatever his name was and, is... oh that guy's an idiot too i i normally would have i normally <laughs> wouldn't would not have engaged as long as i did but kelly was napping and i was just sitting in the hospital room with nothing to do and it was like well roll up the sleeves this kid's in for a long afternoon <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say because I, I think somebody at one point like tweeted at you. It was like, like, what? I mean, you're you're stop kicking paying, the whole, stop yeah. paying attention to him or whatever. I'm like, and you're Look, like, hey, I got all the time in the world right now, yeah. so I'm just sitting here, like literally, I'm just sitting in this really uncomfortable <laughs> reclining chair in this hospital. Yesterday was day 16. Like, I'm a little irritable as it stands, <laughs> and these thumbs are getting a workout. So. Let's go, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> like for me, that's game time, right? Like. I've trained years for this. It was you put your you put your war paint on for it. <laughs> Taped my wrist, you know, uh, all, all the way up to the thumb. Pulled the Bearcat Journal hat down Pulled a little bit. Hat and, hat and here we like, go. Right, like <laughs> this is what I've trained for. Oh man, you know, when, games when in Tulsa. He's had to go to train for this. When preparation meets opportunity is what yesterday was. Nice. <laughs> it was just repeated. Gosh. Oh, there. It, and then you tweeted the the hold the L like yeah, and it I mean the, or no it was the I did the uh, the money May yeah yeah where he's throwing the L's he he did finally secede when he said karma was gonna come back for you like, the, like what are you hey, even man, that's karma's how you kicked, karma's kicked my ass for fucking six weeks let's go brother <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's like, man, if you only knew this guy's story. If I haven't paid off my karma debt over the last six weeks, <laughs> what have I got to lose? We we can't. Uh, we've already talked about it off the air, Chad. You and I, like, we can't keep having this back and forth, one up in each other. Right. Uh, one oh. of us is going to end up dead if we continue this game. I I, yeah. I very much like living. Yeah, exactly. I'm done so, with this stupid game. And it's God, like Yahoo from Indiana that. Doesn't realize that their team has more than one player at middle linebacker. Can't figure that out. Kiss my ass, dude. He's probably mm -hmm. dating the mm -hmm. chicks that flipped over the uh, the the tailgating table. Yeah, which is also just like a I travesty. Would, I would. You know how you can like get that little right in somebody's throat. <laughs> the pressure point. The pressure. Yeah. That's what I would do to those chicks. I mean, that's just, that, from my understanding, that is an older group of tailgaters. That's what. Yeah, yeah that's what I was. I was reading said, that. Yeah, that's bullshit, man. And you what do whatever. What kind of piece of shit human being do you have to be to to even think that that's like, haha, funny? funny. You knew whoever took the video knew it was happening as the caption read, "Sorry, oh, yeah, Grandpa," and they they watched it go across the street. Yeah, and then man, I wish one of those girls would have just ate it in that little gully. That would have been great. God, disgusting. Somebody did try so, to screenshot it and try to get Twitter to do their job, but I don't think anybody did. I mean, it was pretty blurry. It, yeah. It was it, like, the, somebody everybody knows to them as land beasts, and it made me made me chuckle. <laughs> then some, then Every, some Xavier fan wanted to come in and talk about, oh, Cincinnati wants to talk about class. Didn't you have a coach that tried to fight a player? I'm like, oh, here we go again. Uh, so, so did Indiana, literally. Uh, yeah. Bobby Knight, anyone? Anyone? Yeah. Did he not I throw don't know. a chair? I don't And look. Everybody on the planet wants to kick J.P. Makura's ass. That's absolutely there, true. There is that. The He's franchises gonna... he played for in the NBA and the G League also want to kick his ass. 
Very punchable face. It's probably the Just most saying. punchable face I've ever seen. Miles Fox <laughs> Morrissey. Man. Um, so, yeah, the Bearcats did play a game in Indiana, and they won fairly handily, uh, despite what the, the national talking heads have decided to try and, and paint the narrative of with the... Uh, national, with, local. <laughs> <laughs> there was a little bit of local as well as... Uh, as we saw the Enquirer try to do a, a, a hit piece, uh, almost almost PDOC style, but um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't really know what this team has to do in order to get the recognition that it's been just screaming for. I, I mean, I feel like we have a pretty good idea at this point in time what Central Florida felt like during their quote-unquote national championship run as they got no love that season. And, I mean, here we are. We start off the season at number eight. Uh, the, the coaches have already decided that they're not going to let us have a seat at the table if they have anything they can say about it, as has been indicated by the the drop in the rankings in the coaches' poll as we now sit at, what is it, 12 in the coaches' poll? Nine. Nine. Nine, Nine in the coaches' poll. We won't, we won't drop to 12 until after this week because of the bye week. Because of the bye week. Where like, they didn't beat the bye week. They didn't show enough you know dominance over bye to uh, – to hold their place in the rankings. I mean, like when you look at it and you see like, you know, you, you start looking through them and you're like, okay, like, I mean, this team played like a, you know, another ranked team, whatever this team played. And then you see Iowa plays Kent state wins by 23 and they move up a spot. You see plays Indiana wins by two touchdowns at Indiana at Indiana and drop and they drop them a spot. And you're like, I mean, it's like what Aaron said. Like, what do you have to do for them to say, okay? I mean, because they they come at you and they say, well, you got to have this schedule, you got to have this schedule, you got to do this, you got to play these teams, yeah. you got and you got to be able to win win those games in hostile environments. You can't bring them into the, in, into your your home stadium and, and beat them up during nip at night and you know expect us to to be wowed by that. It's what I talked about Sunday. It's about the, it, it, the game that they play is the goalposts are constantly moving. And for some places, they stay the same. And for places like Cincinnati, it's a moving target. You, you never know what the target is going to be. Um, my advice, just enjoy the best roster in UC football yep. history. All of that shit is going to play out however it plays out. I, I know it's part of the fan experience to worry about every little detail, but there's so much that that's working against UC uh, in the current setup, the way things are currently constructed in college sports, that it just doesn't do you any good to spend all of your time, like worrying about the stuff that doesn't matter. Enjoy the team playing, I enjoy watching the team play, enjoy watching, you know, a veteran team because we've seen many teams that have something happen like what happened at the beginning of the Indiana game. And the next thing you know, it's, it's 17, nothing, 24, nothing. And you have no chance. And, and the game's out of hand from the start. And instead, I, I talked about this last night on the, on the bounce, you know, say what you will. And, and absolutely the offense struggled over their first six drives and, and Indiana's defense played really well. And, and Cincinnati's line was kind of, you know, struggling to figure out what Indiana was trying to do to them. But they didn't allow that game to get out of hand. 
And they made sure that they were able to keep within contact to the point that with one break at the half, when Bush got the interception and they got a field goal, it was 14 to 10 at halftime. We talked to Brady Collins last night about what it was like at halftime. And that team was like 14, 10. These guys got no shot. Like we've got this game under control. Yep. Well, I know that they brought up a couple times on the broadcast. They were like, you know, uh, the prior week when things obviously weren't going the way you would expect them to go at halftime of that game. Yeah. And somebody, I guess, had, had brought it up to, to Coach Fickle and said, you know, what what did you have to say to them in the locker room? And he was like, I didn't have to say anything. The players took That's care good. of it. Yeah. They, All right. they, they had their little talk in there between themselves, and you saw the result. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to do what I did last night. You'll be back. I'll be back. You got give me like uh, seven to ten minutes. You guys carry on. I'm gonna mute and turn off the cam. Go put my daughter to bed because I hear noise down there, and she's supposed to be in bed in one minute. And uh, <laughs> that doesn't sound like it's happening right now. You never know what she's doing back there. <laughs> right. So I'm gonna have to go downstairs, handle some dad duties for a few minutes, yes. and then I'll be right back. All right. Thanks, Chad. <laughs> Jeff, I know something what those else. Dad they... duties are like his Piper. Is oh, we heard the door creak the, open, and then she like well, comes she across the screen up, like, like she that. pops up like through the uh through the green screen effect. She pops up, yeah, it's like it was the girl hilarious. from the ring because her hair is all wild, <laughs> and hilarious. then she disappears. And then she sat down in the there's a chair next to me, and she sat down and was like, she looked up like I'm gonna read a book, and I was like, you're not gonna read a book. You're four. You're not gonna like. She picked up a chapter book. You're not gonna read that. <laughs> and now she's asleep. That. She, she's asleep. That's okay. fantastic. So. Well, real quick, something else they mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, Jeff, is that uh, Coach Fickle wanted to see some adversity in that game. Like he wanted, he almost wanted to see them go down fourteen to nothing and see what would happen. And I'm and, and I'm glad he did, and I'm glad we saw it as well because that makes me feel a lot better going into like a Notre Dame game that you know if if the wheels do come off at some point, we'll, we'll put them right back on and fight through it. In the past, I mean, that's had, not something we've seen. When the wheels came off, they just kept coming off, and then it, well, it never that's, rebounded. That, that's something that you see with teams that are going to win championships. I mean, how many times have there been Saturdays where you're kind of scanning all the different scores and you see like an Alabama or you know LSU or one of these you know Ohio State some a, a a big team that is always, you know, in the in the talk of national championships and championships and winning all the time, and you see that they're down uh, a touchdown or maybe it's tied against a a very inferior opponent, not even necessarily against you know what well, I mean, the Bearcats are playing. You could even you could even make the same argument for Ohio State this past week with Tulsa because that while that score at the end did not indicate a close game. It was 27-20 in the fourth quarter when Ohio State nearly lost the game to Tulsa. And, it, it, you know, kind of going back to the point that we were talking about earlier, when you talk about teams that get no respect, when you talk about teams that, quote, survived a game, no one's talking about how Ohio State almost shit the bed against lowly Tulsa. Tulsa, like, they're not good. We know Tulsa is not good. They're from our conference. Like, Tulsa lost their best defensive player last year when Zayvon Collins went to the NFL and Tulsa is not expected to be very good. I don't believe they have a win this season at this point. I think they're 0-3. So Tulsa's not great. And you see Ohio State struggling with this Tulsa team. Now, granted, they have a freshman quarterback as opposed to a senior quarterback that 
Cincinnati has the luxury of having in a Des Ritter as not just a senior, but honestly a super senior a super because of the senior. because of the extra COVID year. And I think Brady brought up on our podcast last night, uh, strength coach, strength and training coach uh, Brady Collins. He brought up that Des is the winningest quarterback in all of college football right now. And I don't know if that was in history or if it was just right now. I can't imagine that's in history, but with the super senior year, who knows? It, it may actually be. Um, but that all said, like nobody was bringing up really nationally, and maybe I didn't hear it because I try to ignore anything Ohio State on my social media feeds. To be completely honest, but I didn't. Remember, I didn't hear. Real, real quick, remember, Des isn't a super senior. Really? Uh, I thought he was. No, Des is. This is his fourth year. He redshirted a year, but you're allowed five years to play four. Oh, okay. Des isn't playing his fifth year. Um, he is the winningest starting quarterback. He has more wins than any quarterback in college football right now. Uh, if he finishes this year like we think, he has a chance to finish in the top five, maybe even the top three, passing Peyton Manning. Is am I correct that he's won thirty four of the thirty nine games he's played in, or something like that? The 34 of the 39 games he started. Started, I think that's okay. The number. He's 34 and 5. Which is a crazy like stat to me. Yeah, it's insane. Wow. Okay, I'll be back. Okay. okay. And I want you guys to know this. I want you guys to know this. I wrote down that. I wrote that down when I was in the truck listening to the very first, the end of the very first game. And I wrote that down in my notes because I took notes during the game. Good job, Ed. I'm so proud of you in this moment. And then I did math to add two games to that. Now, if you, I have a headache now, but I did do math to to figure that out. You know, there there's some things that I feel like you should just write about in your journal so you can reflect upon them later, and just be like, you know what, I did, I did that. that. I think I'm gonna put it on. I'm, I'm making a Facebook post that way when I look at time hop a year from now, I'll be like, that Ooh. was a great day. That was a great day. Maybe. Maybe maybe we can talk to Michelle and she can give you another award to put on your desk. <laughs> I feel like he needs like one of those pens that has like his name like engraved into the pen. You know, in case there's other notes that he needs to take later on. Yeah, or like a sticker that says congratulations. Get him a legal today. pad and he can he can use it from here until episode two hundred. Do you know nice little stationary? Do you know how many notebooks I've started for this podcast and never even I mean I've wrote PTP notes on it and then never wrote a damn thing in it. I would love to know what that what that total number is. Ed. Like four. I would love to know. Like what, what is uh what did you take notes on, Ed? Was it like a, a, a Chipotle napkin? WordPad. Oh. Or word or... Oh, is that is that some Android that, hey, you know I can FaceTime you on uh on Android now. That's Please the don't. new thing in iOS fifteen. By the way, Aaron, we can do that. We don't have to go through Facebook Messenger. I just want the bubbles to be blue. I know. I just want the Ed. mountains to be blue, but you know. I, w- I want. I want to be able to like to to like a a a picture. If there are multiple pictures in the feed, I don't know which one Jeff Howell has liked. Do you Do you know what? Um, have I told you this story before? So we have a a, a feed for work, uh, and everybody has an iPhone except for me. And every time somebody posts like a picture of their kids or whatever, they'll, you know, hit the button and they'll say, you know, like, uh, Jeff liked this. So sometimes yeah. when I feel left out, um, when it's a photo that I actually like, I'll just type in Ed liked this. 
Team Android. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Chad. Thank you. I knew that. Uh, I thought he was gone. I don't. Why? Where? Why does he keep coming back in? <laughs> he just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> Chad from the rafters. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, but can we also talk about the announcers at the end of the Bearcats game? I know that there's like probably I, some other things you I actually, want to touch on for during the game. I, I actually don't want to talk about this until Chad is back because okay. I want him to be riled up about that specific thing. Okay, because because. I know that we both had in in one of our other little like text groups yeah. that we got going on. Like, oh, I see how it is. Yeah, same... when you guys are talking, to, <laughs> yeah, when you guys are talking to Cam and the... okay, Cam and 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 whose name I'm front office news. I see what you guys are talking about. JT, JT, thank that's you. <laughs> but yeah, that's okay. Thing. Well, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait for Chad to come back so that so we can get you know a little bit more on that, but. It's ridiculous. I'll say that. I'll just preface it with that. I mean, well, I'm, I'm fired up about it now. <laughs> while, while we while we are waiting for Chad to come back, did you guys have any favorite moments from last week's episode 100? Because I was waiting for Ed to to use the timestamps that he claimed that he was he was writing down I, to go ahead and have clips. I was I was waiting for there to be clips that you were going to put on on the Twitter, and those never came. Oh, you wanted clips on the Twitter? Okay. Uh, well, Communication is key. He, um, he put the he put the bookmarks in the uh, in the YouTube video. Okay, like if you pull the YouTube video up, for anybody I haven't watching, done that yet. La last week's YouTube video is our hundredth episode. Yeah. And uh, if you go in there, you can kind of jump between each each guest that that popped in and and as, gave us a as, little. As we're talking about communication, Ed, I did text you a couple minutes ago asking you to put Chad's website down in the ticker. But since you're not going to read that text or or do anything with it we can just do that production here right now on the show live <laughs> oh, there's that text. Live in. also i don't know why but like your guys's text like our text group doesn't show up like on my in my regular texting like it, it shows up as like a little little bubble like right here and I, I i don't know why you guys are the only ones who do that that's my wife by the because, way because it's a uh Maybe because it's a like data chat when it becomes a uh, a group chat like that. No, I think I just screwed something up. Sounds about that's, right. That's entirely possible. You know, I, I think my favorite part of, of the episode from last week was uh, like some of the guests that popped back on that were from before I joined the the podcast because it was kind of yeah. interesting to hear. Obviously, like they had um, a little more experience from like you know seeing from the beginning and obviously i've i've gone back and you know i listened to those episodes back then but you know i wasn't on them so sure. hearing their kind of opinion on on where things started and then i mean myself like i when i was trying to put together a really cool intro that ended up you know i don't know how to use <laughs> adobe audition very well and <laughs> deleted the whole thing <laughs> and we ended up with a very abbreviated one that ended up working out all right um sure but yeah it was i I enjoyed having all those guests pop back on that, like I've didn't have experience with when they were first on the show, and then hearing what they what they had to say, and then maybe when Clay left and we and we gave everybody the uh, the thumbs up. Um, I I enjoyed the uh, the Chad and, and Mo back and forth. I think oh, that, probably that was hilarious. That that might be a top top five moment ever in our our show's history. I think you know what um, I just I I think I think when Mo like when he just heard Chad 
talking about Tulsa when I said that. And he, and, he, and, he, and he took it as me saying like that Chad tried to like write like a, a, a tourist guide for Tulsa. And he's like, <laughs> and then it, like, it was just this deluge of like, and then, and then hearing, cause like it makes this little like boop noise when somebody jumps in down at the bottom and I heard it and I looked down and I see Chad just sitting there staring straight forward. Steaming. I was like, I was like, this is going to be good. We got to obviously got to let Mo finish out his segment here. And then when Chad comes in, I'm ready for the fire. <laughs> And fire was brought. You know what I thought of afterwards is I should have gone back and found the tweet, the uh, the audio from Jeff's very first time on the show when he called in as a Xavier fan on the. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 what? <laughs> so Ed and Aaron, when they, they started the show and it was like they were in Ed's basement and then a couple episodes in, they they started a um, like a, a phone line you could call to and leave a message with like a question or a statement, whatever. And then they would like play them on the air. And so I, I forget what name I used, but I, I called in as like an angry Xavier fan, you know, to like <laughs> cheer on Xavier against UC. And I don't funny. know if I can stand for that, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. I had to poke, I had to poke fun at him at some point. By the way, that All message, right. the most thing here, Here's my favorite part about the Mo thing. I think Mo and I are like the two people in this town that really just don't take themselves that seriously. To where we can have that kind of fun and like not feelings don't get hurt and like, you know, we're fine. Like there's a lot of people in this town that are real sensitive to stuff like that. Yeah. Shocker. they They don't handle it real well where I think Mo and I are both just like, it's sports, man. Who cares? Like if we're yelling at each other and it's entertaining and then like people are having fun with it, like that's, that's the point of what we do. I mean, I think Mo really echoed that, that exact sentiment last week when he was talking about when we brought up like, you know, how he, he likes to bring these heels yeah. from, from Twitter on. And, and that also like rolled into these, like Ch- Chad doesn't do that. Chad just flames them out. Like, just torches <laughs> them until they're like, like, a lot of these people that that you like blast on Twitter and just destroy, I never again see another tweet from them reference anything. Oh, did you see R.J. Like, Young? R.J. Young, Young tweet tweeted about like, oh, are they having fun now? And, then, the, and then there was literally there was yeah, literally nothing. no other tweet after that about it. And nothing. I think he probably blocked a hundred people that were like, hey, what were your thoughts about the rest of the game? His right. block list has to be insane, right? Like hitting limits or something like you can't block everyone on twitter dude that disagrees with you as a media personality that's insane like i get blocking people that are like maliciously coming after you but like when people when people are are just like kind of pointing out maybe where you might want to where your know, blind spot like, is. you're wrong yes. you're just yes. wrong like right. factually wrong you're like you don't even know the coordinator's name you were just wrong you thought Desmond Ritter threw an interception for every touchdown pass. Again, completely wrong. <laughs> Those that numbers one, are not. Who's correct. that one guy from Barstool that. Uh, Jack Mack. Yeah. He's, Jack. Even after admitting that he was an idiot and that he's only hates UC because of Mick Cronin, even after that. He's still he's still throwing hate out there on the internet. Yeah, but he's got he's I got respect a role to that play. though. He's got a role to play. Yeah, you're right. And he did come points. on. He did come on. He took. He took his L face to face, if you will. I mean, like, and then he went back to being a troll. 
trolls are going to troll take it head on like i don't have a problem with that at all like it's the internet man like everybody's trying to like be a character or like play a role or or have some kind of like you know shtick or place in the market or whatever you want to call it like if that's the thing and you're going to own it that's fine i don't have a problem with that and again and it goes back to the it's sports and let's have fun with it and and it's twitter and nobody on top of all that it's twitter nobody does it more than me i know i'm (laughs) self-aware like i understand like my place in the market you know why uc fans love me because i'll i'll take up the fight that that they don't really get to like take up i'll put the gloves on and be like all right if you want to go let's go and 99% of the time, they want to go until I say, if you want to go, let's go. And then they're like, why? Well, I, I didn't mean that. It wasn't, that, that wasn't exactly what I said. Except for that. Stats out. Except for that one, that one weirdo, like Steve Bunch of Numbers, who was like, hey, you want to meet at Ludlow Skyline and talk yeah. this out? Like, I should have met no. that guy. At Lud- yeah, there was a guy that like, it literally was like Steve Bunch of Numbers. And uh, he's like, you want to? We can meet at Ludlow Skyline and and work this out. And I was like, I I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, the only thing I want to do at Skyline is is eat their food. Right? Are you like, buying me cheese conies? Because maybe then, but like until then, no, probably not. Man. So Jeff had a question that I wanted him to ask when you came back from doing Daddy Duties. Oh boy. So you want, you want the beauty of daddy duties. Uh, the noise I heard was, uh, I think, the vacuum cleaner because apparently the the dog threw up on her bed. Like the one dog threw up on her bed as she was taking the other dog out before bedtime. So she was. I don't know what she needed a vacuum for. I'm afraid to deal with that tomorrow morning. <laughs> That's fair. Children come up with very interesting ways to clean messes up. I've I've yeah. learned that. Yeah, I will say she's been awesome. I can't imagine being an eleven year old and going through what Kelsey's going through right now. Nope. She's like taken over as like the mom of the house. She yells at the dog uh, every time I go downstairs. The puppy's in his crate. He's not a puppy anymore. He's like sixty five pounds. He's part lab, part boxer, part pit bull. <laughs> he's yeah, he's, he's, a, big dog. he's a, that the one. Is that the one that got you. Yeah, that's the one that got me. I was I kissed his mom and he was not happy about that. Um. Kiss my wife, and he was like, "You better back up, bitch." <laughs> what, four stitches later? No, it was seven. Seven stitches. Seven. Well, that's seven pretty stitches. solid. Well, you know, I, 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 what I've learned is I've had two incidents over the past like four years. One of them, um, I had been on the road for like a month and had been sleeping by myself in the middle of king size beds, and. Uh, I came back home and I rolled off of the queen size bed with my wife taking up half of it. And I hit my top lip on the dresser and split it wide open. That needed seven stitches uh, or no, that needed nine stitches. And then the dog like kind of got me with his bottom tooth as he was telling me to back away from my wife. And that needed seven. And I've learned that I could never have been a boxer because my lips just split. <laughs> like it just explodes. <laughs> When I hit the corner of the the nightstand, I was like, it didn't really, like, it wasn't that bad. I was like, I'm fine. And my wife was like, you're going to the hospital. And I was like, what do you mean I'm going to the hospital? She's like, go look in the mirror. I went and looked in the mirror. My lip was like, I need help. (laughs) Adrian. 
Put me back together. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're right. We're going to the hospital, aren't we? <laughs> Looks like you got done after an MMA fight or something. Yeah. Oh, no, I couldn't have imagined. Like, I, like, my whole, I, like, there would have been a split, like, every two inches on my lip. My face would have just exploded if I ever got into fighting. Uh, so I'm glad I didn't make that choice. That's, that's good. All right. So Jeff was talking about the end commentary of the game. And I wanted to, to get your opinion. So I didn't want him to ask while you were away doing daddy duties, but. Chad, were you, were you in Bloomington? No, you... we do watch parties at the Holy Grail for away games. Okay, uh, we'll be doing another one for Notre Dame. Uh, we it's me and my special guest host that we do an in-house uh, pregame show. Uh, a guy named Tony. I think he played quarterback at UC or something. Tony Hawk. Yeah, he played he he played quarterback yeah, Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. at Reading High School. He which... did. Yeah, he tells so everybody. I... Yeah, I went to Wyoming, um, so <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm, I'm sure him and Evan Prater have some jabs back and forth at each other. Um, I didn't Tony play has football. Jab. That's I what I love about Tony. Tony's another one that like loves to dish it out, but can equally take it. Um, yeah, he's fantastic in that regard. Uh, but no, I was at the Holy Grail, but we did have the the audio on, so I heard okay. most of what the. the so you probably you probably know what I'm about to bring up, where. Yeah. The announcers then, so like, yeah, obviously, like the game ends. UC has won in yeah. fairly convincing fashion after Being the adversity that they ran nothing. into. Yeah. So this happens, and then it immediately goes from, and and you don't see this on Ohio State broadcasts, where no. we kind of just like we just went over like you know these big teams that you know they struggle in the first half of the game against a team that's inferior and then they come back and they destroy them in the second half and it's all this like oh yeah you know that's just kind of what happens you know they were sleepwalking at the first at the beginning of the game whatever you've got these announcers that immediately go to i'm not real sure that uh uc could stand up against this kind of competition week in and week out and they're like well you know they are going to uh, a power five conference well yeah, but it, it, it's not really going to be a Power 5 conference because we're not going to see that with you know, Texas and Oklahoma. They're both leaving, and you see, and I'm like... When's the last time Texas was mattered? Right. Vince Young? Right? Colt legitimately, McCoy. that's the answer. How long has Vince Young been out of the NFL? <laughs> Texas hasn't mattered since the Panthers. Got, oh, God. Got, <laughs> he, got, he got wrapped up in that purple stuff. I mean... <laughs> purple it, drink. It's literally like I'm I'm like sitting there and and Aaron knows because I I am the the epitome of like the emotional fan and I always have been like I don't I don't there's not a lot of things that I like put a lot of emotion into and care about and like have emotional swings from one direction to the other right those things (laughs) and then Cincinnati sports right and it's it's a horrible thing to have happen it's also why like anyway so like. I'm, I was like really upset in the first half and like then got better, obviously. And then like the game ends and I'm like in a really good spot with this. And then you hear these guys just, and it's not like I can just like pick up the phone or like call, but I have to wait until Tuesday night where I can air my grievances about how <laughs> ridiculous these comments are that these people are making. And they call themselves professionals. And, and then it turns around the coach's poll kind of echoes it by like, oh, well, I mean, it was just in the end that they'd be that's like. That's the real problem with it is the stuff that's said on the air sets the narrative. And that's what's problematic about it is because it was, if you pay attention, 
like most of the time the broadcast is is put together by the home team so the noon game on espn is a big 10 on espn game so that was a big 10 on espn game those broadcasters throughout the year will be calling big 10 on espn broadcasts so they are by nature by what they do they are biased towards the big 10 so i want to say like don't pay attention to it don't get caught up in it but unfortunately it matters unfortunately the reality is it matters it means something because it sets the narrative it sets you know the talking points for that game and the talking points for that game are are holistically completely unfair Absolutely. because it, because yes cincinnati started slow the, offensively they didn't yeah. start slow defensively nobody's talking about that mm. they didn't start slow defensively the only two touchdowns the first 14 points indiana got were from a ritter interception and the strip sack that that indiana took over at the six yard line like those are the 14 points that indiana got so the narrative that uc started slow is only partly correct because the defense did not start slow even they if didn't it, let up even either if, even if indiana was having a modicum of success it wasn't substantial it wasn't you know it, it wasn't like Indiana's offense was just dominating Cincinnati. Penix was terrible. Their All-American wide receiver, Ty Freifogel, had one catch for 13 yards. Indiana designed an offensive scheme where, for the most part, they refused to put a wide receiver opposite Ahmad Gardner. Would you? <laughs> if, if, look... If I had an all-American wide receiver, yes. I would say, here's your guy. Here's my guy. Let's fucking go. Go, go beat yeah, him. And you know what they said? They said, there's no. your guy. Your guy is way better than our guy. Right. And our guy is an all-American. Right. So we're just going to stay away from that. We talked about it with Brady last night. Like it, it, I've never really seen anything like what we're seeing with, with Ahmad. Besides, just like, Darrell no one throwing at the him? island. I don't know that the. I, I mean, I'm not familiar with with Revis in college. Uh, I'm not either. I just remember whenever he was yeah, with the Jets, I'm talking and it about was in college. Yeah, Miami didn't throw at him one time. Right, didn't throw at him one time. I think Murray State threw at him twice. They completed one pass, and I think Indiana threw at him twice, and they didn't complete a pass. And the one was that ridiculous play he made down the sideline where everybody thought he was beat. Yeah. And yeah, all of a sudden, so he was just like, like wow. nonchalantly. It was the most nonchalant. And it was a, it was a, it was a really big play in the game, too. Yeah. And he just kind of like, oh, he, he recovered. And, he, and it was like this, like, get away from it was, me. It was like on Madden where John Madden would be like, sometimes you just got to reach in there and whap it down. Like, I mean, but he didn't even whap it. He just kind of like, like, knocked it away. That's not your ball. You get out of here with that shit. You're coming at me with that. That's what you're coming at me with. Come on. And like the other, the other point I wanted to bring up is like the, the defense 
was on the the offense did the defense no no favors. They were on the field for a ridiculous amount of time for a, a defensive squad, and it, and it literally them. made no difference yeah. to them. Like now, is that is Tony that a testament to, about that? Go ahead. Uh, Tony kept talking about that throughout the first half. They got to get this defense off the field. They got to get this defense off the field, and like get a drive going where this defense can get some rest. Never mattered. So I think that's a testament, though, to the rotation they have going on on the, on the defensive line. Because traditionally, the, yeah, the people sure. that you'd see gassed would be the defensive linemen. And because they rotate at such a, I mean, comparatively high high percentage of time where they're rotating guys in and out, regardless of position on that defensive front, I, I think that's, again, just a testament to the depth that they have and, and just how well that they are rotating that defensive line. Yeah, and, and you don't lose much quality. Like... Malik Van's really, really good. Jabari Taylor, also really, really good. You know, Majay, really, really good. Jawan Briggs, also really, really good. And Curtis huge. Brooks, Marcus Brown, like, you know, there's there's six, seven guys, eight guys that, that they rotate in there willingly that that there's very little drop-off. And Jawan Briggs is a huge human. I mean, just ridiculous. If you ever get the opportunity to stand next to him, Jeff, no. you'll realize just how big he is. I have I have no desire to do that. His biceps are the size of my thighs. It's a big boy. Like I don't I don't I'm I'm six <laughs> one and I like to feel tall and, and like yeah. Uh, no. Jeff, he would break your ankle just looking at you. Yeah, I don't and I don't want that. I don't want that smoke. I'll just watch him destroy people that they put in front of him. I mean, I think there was, he, he inclined bench presses like 360 pounds, something like that, which silly, that's, that's not human. Like you should not be able to bench press that type of weight from that type of like angle. Like it's not normal. And you know, he can sing you a lullaby. I think the highest, it's true. I think the highest, highest I ever put up on the inclined bench press was the it was bar. the bar, yeah. The bar. Yeah. The incline <laughs> bench press sucks. It's awful. Terrible. And I, Jawan I, Briggs is just like. Let me throw it up. <laughs> and then you had you had like what the 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 Cole Rain kids, the little Cole Rain kids having. Pace is gonna be a star, dude. Pace is gonna be a star. Like, I mean, you. Could, I wonder, like, when they when they voted on who the conference player of the week was between. Pace and Beavers, I would think it would be between the two of them, how close the voting was between the two of them, because I was giving a game ball to Beavers when the game was over. Yeah, personally. I gave it to Beavers. And Dude, that, that fumble, the, 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 cause, the cause fumble and then recovery, and then the shot at Joel DeBlanco for trying to steal his fumbles every week <laughs> is, is just they love, like They love getting after DeBlanco. Like, they love it. Like it's, Because it's, he's a robot. Yeah, he's a robot. Like, I used to always joke that Freeman, like, the night before a game, would plug him into the mainframe. <laughs> and, <laughs> and charge we'll him up and get him yeah. ready. Go back down in the morning and just download unplug. the game plan. The whole thing is, like, the schematics <laughs> had been downloaded. He had been charged. You know, and he was standing there like this overnight. You know, just. <laughs> <laughs> and then they hit, the, they hit the power button and Joel like rose back to life in the more like, good morning, Marcus. Nice to see you. <laughs> but uh, I mean, that, that that fumble there, and that, that was the other thing that that guy said to you on Twitter, like, oh, 
uh, Cincinnati didn't beat beat them. Uh, they beat themselves because they they had these opportunities inside you know the ten yard line, and then and they just they just ruined it. And it was like, well, I no, mean, we it took was, the ball away from you, you it idiot. Was a, it was a great interception. Uh, they stopped them on yeah. fourth down, and then then Beavers puts his helmet right on the ball and knocks it out, and then says, "Oh, it's right in front did, of me." Yeah. How did the officials miss that? Where the, it was a Big Ten officiating crew, wasn't it? They, called, they, they, they didn't even see the fumble. No, they didn't see the ball come loose. They called the guy down. Yeah, and Beavers knocked the ball out the second he made contact with his helmet. Yeah. Like, it that wasn't even was remotely close. It wasn't even like a bang bang play. No, it wasn't like you know his knee was going down when the ball came loose. <laughs> he was still upright. Straight up, went into the hole. Beavers hit him. The ball came out, and then the Beavers went like this. Wasn't even close. Wasn't I guess. Close. I guess maybe because the ball was like kind of in when it when it did get fumbled. It was in and under the, there are the what, pile of people. Officials? I mean, there, there wasn't one of them that was like, "Nah, man, that that shit was out." Like, <laughs> at least like, they did get the call right eventually. It wasn't like. A Memphis SEC yeah. officiating crew where you have to apologize after the game is over and There's you like gave up six apologies in that letter. I've seen those letters before. There's been a couple I've seen that were like, well, we screwed up this and then we screwed up that. And then, uh, by the way, we might have screwed up this one, too. <laughs> All on the same play. Yeah. Aaron, are you referring to the, the, the Memphis scoop and score on yes. the uh, the Calvin the, Austin the, scoop and score on a on downed the ball? Where no, there were I two, think, I, I don't think the down part was right. The part that they missed was there was two number fours. So number fours two on number the field. Fours. The the thing that they that was called, the, the thing that was called was they said that he the the official he was, made like one brief like he was gonna call it dead, but he never blew his whistle. So I think you let that slide. He he caught his mistake as he was raising his arms, and he didn't blow the whistle to signal the other team the, to stop. That the play was over. Yeah, I, I'm I guess okay they just, with that part of it. They, they just threw that into the apology. Yeah. Is like, oh, yeah. but then they had the two the two same number guys out on the field. So like, you can't have that. But Crazy. I feel like the, the awareness, like the awareness, the awareness to like be like, hey, nobody's really paying attention to this. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna scoop and go. Like, so like Justin Harris was number four, and yeah. uh, Ethan Wright's number four. So you see new going into the season, those two guys couldn't have the same number on because there was a chance during a game that they were going to be on the same special teams unit. So Justin Harris switched to 12. Well, then Justin Harris got dinged up, which was, we didn't ever talk about this, maybe one of the most violent hits I've ever seen when Justin Harris and Taj Ward ran into each other on the opening kickoff of the Murray State game. Yep. I don't know if you guys remember that, but it it happened like 15 yards in front of me, and it was as violent a collision as I think I've ever seen. I think and I remember you, that. So, opening they're both kickoff. coming down on the opening kickoff, right? And they're 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 gunners. They're the two gunners, and they both have an angle on the kick returner, and he makes a move out of the way, and they're both anticipating being able to run past him, right? because they didn't get to him at the right point. And they both met 
maybe two yards behind the returner, thinking that they didn't have to slow up because they were just going to crisscross. Yeah. And they hit each other face mask to face mask. And it sounded like, like a gunshot. I mean, it sounded, it was one of those where like, I put my camera down and was like, Oh no. And the Taj Ward was back. Justin Harris is still, you know, recovering, but it was as violent as anything I've seen in, in a long time covering football. Uh, but then this week they moved up. Um, I think it was Bumpus that ended up. I'm trying to do the number math in my head. It might have been uh, Bumpus that had to go from 14. He moved to 12 because Wyatt Fisher is also a guy that plays a ton of special teams. Like, that's something you have, like, as a coaching staff, it is your job to make sure. You don't have two guys with the same number on the field at the same time. And if you do, if it's even a possibility, you've got to change that number before the game starts. I'm I'm looking at the number list right now, Chad. Yeah, they were both 14, Wyatt Fisher and, and Bumpus. Who's was there was there another eleven? Uh you had Sammy 11. Anderson and Lenny. Lenny's not I don't think Lenny's run well, maybe. It was either look, I am the like I you get these blocks in your head. Uh, to me, Todd Bumpus and Sammy Anderson are kind of the same person. <laughs> You've told one's me eleven, this. one's fourteen. They're about the same height, the same weight. They play a similar style at cornerback. Uh, I mixed them up um, when I was memorizing the numbers. I memorized the numbers backwards, and I've never been able to really get it right in my head. Never been able to get the wires back. That I, I just you know, it's like Tulsa and Tulane for me. That's the same thing. Yeah. Todd Bumpus and Sammy Anderson, kind of the same thing. I do the same thing. Uh, this is going to be my new one uh, going forward is Leroy Bowers and uh, Cam Jr., two freshman linebackers. About the same size, about the same weight, play about the same style of football. I'm going to confuse those two. Like you, just, like you, can, you know it's going to happen. You know, there's 105 guys. Right? I mean, like, you're not even confusing like the Dingles. You're you're confused. <laughs> no, I know the Dingles and the Ingles. Like I got the Dingle, but the Dingles and the Ingles all taken care of. <laughs> That's funny. So, go ahead. I was I was going to move topics if you're yeah. unless yeah. you got anything else here. All right. Um. So the Bengals played, and the Bengals. Uh, I don't know that I've I've seen a I can't remember ever seeing three straight passes intercepted before in my life. And then they almost actually came back to win that game. They didn't quite do it, but I think we can all at this point agree that Joe Burrow's never out of a game ever. Well, he, he certainly never lets anything get into his head. Yeah, that's true. Except the second and third interceptions. But. Well, I mean, I don't know. Dan yeah, Horde was beso- beside himself. I listened to it in the ra- on the radio, and Dan was just like, "You got to be kidding me! This is a third interception!" I'm like, "This is <laughs> what a treasure that man is." I love Dan Horde. He's the best. We, what were you getting ready to say, Chad? 
I don't know that you guys want me as a guest for Bengals talk. Like I, I, I do it. <laughs> I, I'm just not as like my heart's not in it. Like I, I the one thing I here's what I'll say about the Bengals. I, I, I genuinely believe their season hinged on did they actually fix the defense? Because let's be honest with each other. We're in the, we're in the trust tree here, right? We're all friends now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeff, I, Jeff and Ed, I think we can we can call each other friends now. Okay, absolutely. I finally have a friend. This was this is going to come down to the defense, like where this team ends up. The defense has been outstanding. I agree for the first two weeks. Yeah. Like there's been pressure uh, outside of the fact. Eli Allen, we've known that for like seven years. Um, the defense has been everything you could possibly have asked for. And let's not mistake it, they sacrificed improving the offensive line because they felt like the defense was the bigger issue. Now, they might be wrong on that. There might have been like one piece on the defense they could have held off on to make sure there was one extra piece on the offensive line that they could have, you know, went and got. But this defense is like, they're, they're top like five or seven in like yards per play and in some serious, like legitimate categories against teams that aren't, you know, terrible offensive teams. I'm not saying Minnesota with, with Kirk cousins is, you know, a juggernaut offensively, but to hold them both of those teams down the way that they did, I, I've been overly impressed. They, they're getting a pass rush. They're they're getting a pass rush with four. A lot of the time, they're not having to run like exotic blitz coverages. They're not having to run exotic zone schemes. They're playing fairly straight up and playing pretty damn good defense. And if that continues. I think that bodes really well for this team. That's why they were able to survive three interceptions from Joe Burrow. Yeah. Because the defense didn't let it turn into an avalanche. It's the same thing we talked about with UC. The reason UC was able to survive bad offense for six drives to open the game was because the defense made sure that things didn't get out of hand. And the Bengals did that against Chicago. They kept the game within reach. You know, 20 to three is in the fourth quarter is a little difficult. Uh, but if they tackle, if Hendricks can bring down fields on that third down, the Bengals get the ball with a chance down 20 to 17. Hendrickson, yeah. Hendrickson, yeah. All good. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that assessment. Um, I know a lot's been made of the offensive line at this point in time already because the national media can't stop thumping that drum. Well, because they stink. It's true. He's that said, though, you, you're also, you also played two pretty good defensive fronts, and you know that doesn't necessarily get any easier with Pittsburgh, kind of depending on if T.J. Watt plays or not. That said, though, I mean, you they know that against – North. That, that was going to be my next point, is you know you playing in the AFC North that you are going to continue to have very good defensive fronts. And I don't know at this point in time, with a healthy T.J. Watt, if Pittsburgh has the better defensive line or if the – Cleveland Browns have a better defensive line. I mean, and, you know, I mean, the Browns are going to continue to do Cleveland Brown things. Um, So, and and that's actually a good thing at this point in time. So, you know, I mean, the Ravens, you know, they, they snuck one out here um, this week. And uh, Omar. 
<laughs> Man, good, that, good old. That was that was, that was a, a a cool like little tribute they did there at the at the start of the game for sure. It was. I don't know if you know what we're talking about, Ed. No, what happened? There was an actor from The Wire. The Wire was a uh, a TV show on HBO that was based in Baltimore, Maryland, and the uh, the bad guy, if you will, who was kind of like a. Uh, he wasn't necessarily a bad guy. He was more of a uh, vigilante for his uh, drug-riddled neighborhood. He would whistle while he would go around the neighborhood, and then he'd just take people out. If you heard Omar whistling, he was going to come take you out, is, is really what it was coming down to. He would just walk around with his, uh, with his shotgun and clean the streets up, vigilante style, in this TV show. And uh, it's one of the best TV shows ever. Like there, there are college classes that teach about the hierarchy of uh, street drug sales based on the wire it's called the wire yeah the wire. It, it is it's a, a fantastic series if you so desire to to watch it it's better yes. than uh married at first sight 90 day fiance every time i don't okay. i'm embarrassed uh, you even that, said those i things. can't believe Check you even out. tried to make a joke out of that while I wearing a dylan to... panthers jersey texas forever <laughs> So, yeah, so they did pay tribute to to him with I believe it was just a blacked out screen and they just and played his HBO. That's and they I'm played watching. his whistle. Yeah. It's on HBO. And the, That's and why the, I don't watch it. And the, and the the uh place went went nuts. But uh and yeah, that was be, a... it, it would be worth you like getting it like on I don't know, maybe do you still have a DVD player? You can probably get the DVD box set. I do. I do still have a DVD player, yes. Or you could probably it was, buy it on Amazon and download it digitally. It was uh it was it was an older show. Like it's been off the air for decades now, I feel like. It's 94 probably on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Again, they, they they teach college courses on this this show. I took a Frisbee golf college course. So yeah, they uh they, they went ahead and paid tribute. And I I'm I'm with you. I think they did win it win it for Omar. But uh it's kind of cool to see a quarterback have the the confidence of his coach to where they ask him and I, I think Zach probably realized that he he may actually be out of his league with Joe Burrow and Joe I think if Joe wanted to truly go for it on fourth down, I think it wouldn't take much convincing of Zach Taylor no. for Joe to be like, uh come on man, I got I got this. Well Jim Harbaugh well, did the same thing. Um, that's, what, that's my point. Yeah. That's oh, the sorry, point sorry. we're making. Like the 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 announcers at the time are like no, like you don't, you definitely don't go for this. You don't do this. And while they're doing that, the camera's zoomed in on Harbaugh's face, and he's like, "Lamar, Lamar, you want to go for this?" And the clearly Lamar says, "Yes," and he's like, "Let's do it." Let's, let's and, go. And that was, yeah. and, but that also like, like hey, we're gonna go for it. I, I think, but you got to look at that like from both sides of the coin. It's like your your option is let's. Let's go for it here. If we get it, we ice the game, we win. Or punt the ball back to Patrick Mahomes. Who, seven seconds is enough time to score two touchdowns for him. So, I mean, there's your options. Like, okay, he's either going to, you know, if we give him the ball here, he's probably going to score real quick. We might still have a little bit of time left. Or we get the first down and we ice it and it's over. Did you hear Jackson Mahomes might be... uh facing some assault charges after that game? No. It's not about for pouring water on somebody. Get yeah. out of here. That's the biggest joke I've ever heard. Like, it's all on TikTok. 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> Pouring water on somebody does not an reach, reach the level of assault at, on any level ever. Okay. Sorry. If I'm ever downtown I get water poured on me, I'll, I'll call Hamilton County. Was that was that in your notes, Ed? It was, actually. <laughs> there is not a judge in this world that would let a case... There's not a prosecuting office anywhere in the United States that takes somebody getting water poured on them and says, yeah, that's an, we're going to go I ahead and let you uh, move forward with an assault. I that. spent two weeks on grand jury, and I was a deputy foreman. That's assault, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm currently dumbfounded right now that this conversation right. is happening anyways back so, to the Bengals Joe Burrow is going to blow out his other knee if we do not get some offensive line help like he is getting hit way too much again and we were saying this same thing last year I think it was J, uh, not JT it was Cam who tweeted it and I, and I retweeted him and said hey Cam was this a tweet from last year or this year because He's gonna get he's gonna get taken out. Well, I believe the I think he's been sacked nine times already this season, um, which actually equate that equates to um, four point five sacks per game, which equates to about seventy six and a half sacks. Nine divided by two, Ed. I I knew that. I don't know why you had to do that math. Like it was like two seven, games, nine sacks, four and a half sacks a game. Yes, that was right. already in that was already in Ed's notes. the The math that I was doing was the seventeen times four point five. Okay. I don't. I didn't have that one off the top of my head. I got you. I know you're math wizard. It was neat though <laughs> that we almost came back and won that game. It, I mean, they did, and Aaron was chomping at the bit. Because he was going to fire a whole bunch more. I mean, he already fired a bunch of mean stuff at me. Threatened to kick me off the show. So you get <laughs> like another co-host. And and then then it didn't happen. So Because again, good. I just, I don't understand needing to be like, oh, this, no. this game's over. I mean, okay. the same but see, the the thing, same is, thing is, is I don't say this game is over and then I turn it off and walk away. I say this game is over in hopes of a reverse jinx, and then I watch it what? in pain. Why do you need to reverse jinx it, game? though? You're, you're, you saw you're what nothing. happened. Like, you don't, you, what, you reverse jinx? It doesn't matter. You saw like, what happened. matters. If he would have done it earlier in the game, then we may have won. How, look. Okay, you don't have this universal butterfly effect because you I said do. that the game was over. You don't understand Wait, the power here. that I hold get in these fingers here. as I type out these like things. Uh, clearly, I haven't, I haven't, yeah, uh huh, right. With great power comes great responsibility, <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay. What you don't understand is I clearly haven't said enough horrible things about the Reds in the last month to get them turned around. So I've been using all my all my power towards the Bearcats in the first half. And sent them on to victory. Feather in God. the cap. I just I'll never understand people needing to to it's the say that the game's that over. I need to Okay, it's the frustration that me I need watching... to like But there, there's Speak... a reason that I don't like I don't put a whole lot of it like anything when I like when I tweet out publicly, the things that I tweet out publicly while still biting have a little bit of hope tied at the end of them. And so You like, are a Jeffemist! Like whenever, like when I tweeted that big time teams show up in big time games, and then I said, 
you know, here we go, stand up in big time. And I said, the Bearcats need to get up off the mat because they were on the mat for a minute there. You can't Unreal. deny it. Unreal. And then what did they do? What did they do? Like a phoenix rising, rising from the, the ashes. ashes. I hate you. And I tried it for the Bengals, and they 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 did a, a solid effort. Then somebody poured water on the Phoenix. Flames went out back to the ground. Phoenix that shouldn't worked. go put out that quickly and easily, though. But I, I just feel like these these teams have enough adversity and negativity Look, being they don't poured care about upon the adversity that's coming out of my mouth. They being don't. poured upon them from a national perspective, and then I have to deal with it from you of all people <laughs> who were watching. And I'm just trying to enjoy the game, so I just get out of the group chat. I don't and, come back until it's over. And your your job also you in chat. that in that instance is to then talk me off the ledge. But instead, you just turn your back on me and run away. And I have to look to Twitter and Zim Hooday to bring me off the ledge. <laughs> uh, I just I was so mad. Well, speaking of and upset, I, and I will say I will say that the other thing that occurs is in that group chat. Cam also then throws fuel on my fire, and I can't, and I can't help it. Like <laughs> Coach Cam, when when the two of us start going in the wrong direction, it gets really bad. It gets really bad. Ed's having so much FOMO right now. He's so mad. <laughs> I don't know. This is this is where you're supposed to say something, Ed. I tweeted something. Um. <laughs> Speaking of being upset, I did see after the game that Jamar Chase was upset, said that we should start targeting downfield earlier in the game. Do you think it was the Bengals just trying to start a running game um, after last week's passing game was so good? Or, you know, should we? do you think they'll hopefully go back to, uh, to airing it out next week? So we do have the number two rusher in the NFL right now with Joe Mixon. True. Um, I think he's just shy of... 200 yards um, for the season. I think he's at like 196 or something like that. Um, that said, if you are running the ball more efficiently, it's going to open up the pass game. And, you know, when, you, when you're taking these deep shots earlier in the game, as it showed in later in the game, it opens up the run game a little bit more because you can't load up the box right. because you're worried about something happening where maybe you have a Jamar Chase or a T Higgins or a Tyler Boyd who exposes your your safeties who are cheating up because they're trying to stop the run. So, yeah, I mean we we have been running Joe Mixon at a, a pretty high volume at this point, um and I'm not at all upset about that whatsoever. Um uh, but I think that you do have to take those deep shots early on in order to open up that run game even more to get the big the big plays, the big splash plays from your run game in order to keep the defense honest and not cheat up to where you're maybe leaving an extra man or two in the box because you aren't worried about them taking the top off your, your defense. That's a fair point. I mean, the other thing you got to think about, though, is you, you're you not going to be able to open up a, a, a deep passing game when Joe Burrow is back there still halfway running for his life on every other play. That's, that's true. I mean... It, He's got to get the. It was brought up. He's got to get. The, he was getting the. You know, he had to get the ball out quick, and the Bears were sitting on on those routes. And hi, I'm back. Hi, Chad. Can I can I yeah. point out where the flaw in the Bengals' organizational philosophy is? Absolutely. This be good. Yes. They don't give a shit about guard. 
Well, guess no, they what? don't. Well, he well, gave up what? the best guard in the league. In the NFL, the ability to throw the deep ball is far more related to stopping the interior pass rush from getting in the face of your quarterback than it is what's happening on the edges. Because if the rush is just coming from the edges and you're able to hold the fort in the middle, the quarterback can just – how many times have you seen Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, the stars at quarterback just step up from an edge rush and make a play down the field because they had that extra second in the pocket to make a play? Well, and the tackle Joe play Burrow's to your – Yeah, Joe Burrow's getting killed from his front. Right yeah. up the gut. To your point that the tackle play has been outstanding with Riley Reif and with Jonah Williams. Like right. they've they've done their job. So to make the argument that you should have taken the tackle over Jamar the Chase is, is you should have spent fifty million on a guard. Yes. Instead of Xavier Suafilo. His name's well, Xavier. He sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fantastic. <laughs> Uh, you did have an opportunity to bring a guy like Kevin Zeitler back into the fold, and instead you let him go to division rival Baltimore. And truthfully, it's it's because you just don't want to spend the money on guard. They don't value guard. They have no, they said don't. time uh, and time and time again they do not value guard, and that is being magnified by the fact that that their center position is a guy that's not ready to come back from his knee injury as fast as he's come back from his knee injury. He had the worst Ray grade. Hopkins is getting clowned. He had a horrible PFF grade week one. I think it was like seven or something absolutely insane. I mean, and there was a guy. that's not necessarily his fault. Right. There was a guy by the name of Joe Tooney that was uh, also wanted to play here, and they didn't there were give him the money. There were guards that were available, and they had no interest in signing those guards because they don't think guard is a valuable position. And it's ridiculous. And it's shown, and like you said, it's magnified right now because the, the outside of the line is playing pretty well. Yeah. And when when it's, you know, you snap the ball. At, knee injury. That wasn't two, on the exterior. That was, it was Michael Jordan. Interior. That was right. the interior. That Ohio State boy, Michael Jordan. I, I just, like, they they make such a mockery of themselves by the things that they like, like the beliefs that they have. Like on the yeah. other side of the ball, they don't value linebacker. And we saw linebacker play hurt after Vontez Burfick was gone for years until these draft picks. The, One the, of the reasons they've been good is because the linebackers have been good. It's crazy. I know it's it's absolutely crazy that I don't know. You can't devalue a position on the field as a complete unit and hope to be good on that side of the ball when you just have no respect at all and you're throwing out like Walmart bargain bin buys. Wish dot com yeah. like the like the like the Reds bullpen. Exactly. Ding ding ding. ding. And now we've come full circle. Shortstop or center field. Welcome to Cincinnati Sports. <laughs> the time you know, doesn't is do 10, that. Luke Pickle doesn't do that shit. No, he doesn't. No, he he doesn't. values all positions equally. That's why all positions, while, you know, maybe there's a guy here or a guy there that you're like, this spot needs to be better or that spot needs to be better. But it <laughs> wasn't because he devalued it. 
I, and you're gonna be like the guy that they're doing a nice fun, they're doing a nice fundraiser for you know for Bearcat Air, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, you got fifteen like, grand. Jump on board. So that they guy can yeah. <laughs> so fly them everywhere. I mean that that's a necessity. It really is. Well, we've had a we've had a long day on the message board on Bearcat on basketball recruiting. A very long day. You want to get into that? We can get skillings. Into that. Did skillings uh? Well, I, I, it's it's not done yet, but you know the kid the kid went to NC State and NC State kind of made a strong push. They made a strong ass offer. If you're an LSU fan, you know what that means. Ten thousand eight hundred and sixty seven views on that thread. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> there's, there's, those threads well, typically pop off pretty strong on the old Bearcat Journal. Which, if you'd like to subscribe, it's full price right now i'm sure but it's worth it that's well, still can, a discount you can, get, you can get your first month for a dollar well and if you pay there the you full go. price right now you get paramount plus free for a year yes you do if you pay a discounted <laughs> price you don't get paramount plus until you yeah pay ed, ed was really 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 salty about that <laughs> ed ed it's okay i'll get, I'll get you, it next i'll year. get you paramount plus Did, like you want me to get you paramount plus I don't want you to pay for I'll, it. Now. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll get you. No, it's all good. <laughs> it's, it's all good. You buy my daughter some crawfish. I'll get you some Paramount. <laughs> I do know some adjusters down in Louisiana. She is now. I have a friend that lives in in New Orleans, and she has realized that like New Orleans is the crawfish capital of the world. So now she wants to go spend spring break with my friend Liz in New Orleans so that she can be there for crawfish season. Listen, That's how much are, my daughter loves crawfish. Crawfish there's, are so good. There's it's worse like, places to go on spring break for your 11-year-old daughter, I promise. Like, But there's going to be like spring break down there. I'm saying there's worse I, places to be. <laughs> no, yeah. No, there, th that might be the worst place to be. Oh no, PCB is way worse. I promise. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, I saw you watch that on, in, Club on MTV. Uh, I've been there. Uh, I, I went. You know, I went down there when I was in college, and then um, we just went back. We took our kids down to Panama City like this summer, and I was like walking around like, uh, uh, no, we're just gonna. Well, let's drive off to Destin and see what's going on up there. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's I remember a place called Sharky's, but I don't remember what happened there. <laughs> exactly. Is there yeah, a Sharky's like, in Panama City? That's my spot in L.A. Sharky's I think there's a spot in L.A. And then there was a Pineapple Willie's. Pineapple Willie's. The hotel we stayed in was right next door to Pineapple. I was like, well, just something. I don't that know. That was like, a, you, so you stayed like, that was like kind of off to the the east a little bit. And that the Pineapple Willie's was right next to that whole like hotel complex, right? Yeah. And that was where everybody got crazy. I remember that. Yeah. I feel like there was there. Well, I don't feel like I know there was a, a foam party at one of the the bars down there that I actually managed. I, I managed to get kicked out of the the same foam party twice. Ooh, impressive! For for having a fake ID and then got that taken and then tried to do the transfer, the the, <laughs> the transfer while in the party after I snuck in the exit and I got kicked out again. That, that didn't work. I, I remember somebody uh, giving me a tiny little square of paper, and then it was like 16 hours later, and I was trying to figure out what the hell happened 16 hours ago. Um, <laughs> I've never been to Panama City. I've never been. I've never been there. 
<laughs> You're not missing anything at this age, I promise. No, no. not even, not even a little. Well, bit. I'm watching the, the live, not even a little bit. The live web stand, from Pineapple Wheelies what, right now. What were we talking stand, about again? Stan Dustin. How how do we get to get to we're, get we're, down this rabbit hole? We're we're talking about UC recruit UC recruiting. Oh. Yeah, we talked about Bearcat Air, and then somehow it. it... Yeah. Um. Like, like, here's the thing. Now, like, so, like, we know the FBI probe told us the schools that were cheating, right? Yes. NC State, Mississippi State, LSU, uh, South Carolina, like Arizona, Arizona, like it, it, it made, it brought to light the places where there were boosters willingly just paying players to come play for that school because it made them feel like they, they made an impact. They made a difference, right? Like, we, we have a hand in this. We have a hand in how the program is going. With NIL, all they have to do is slap. If, you're, if you think about it, all of those people that have all of that money own businesses. Right. Right? Like, they all own something that allows them to have the expendable income to pay, like, $50,000 to a recruit and his family. Now it's taxable. Now it's taxable. It's a write-off, like it, it's you know, and you can just say, "Hey, you know, this is how you know you come here, do a couple you, commercials for my car lot, and right. uh, do do one voice ad, and all of a sudden there's your fifty thousand dollars in the bank." This is where I think we fucked up on NIL. There's a scale, like there's a scale for everything, right? Like there's a scale for podcast advertising. There's a scale for what it costs to have a professional athlete come talk at your event, whatever. Um, to not place a scale on this for a, like something like college sports creates the wild, wild west. Because now those people that were, were spending $50,000 on a recruit every year, like, okay, in basketball, it, it's less prep prevalent in football because there's so many recruits right to find a way to fund 25 30 recruits for football every year is a big deal like that's a, a huge expense right. but BYU why you did it no comment <laughs> here's the thing you don't know about the mormons the mormons don't believe in credit right the mormons are the are the people that keep all that money under their bed right so they can just pay in cash they can take care of what they need to take care of, and nobody knows the difference. Right, cash, um, homie. Right. So in basketball, you're dealing with three or four recruits a year, right? So you just got to find three or four people that own businesses that have a bunch of expendable income that can take care of what you need to take care of. Now, it's legal. It's above board. You have these three or four people that, okay, this guy owns a car dealership. This guy owns like a restaurant chain. This guy owns an insurance group. This guy owns a staffing company. So there's our four guys. And we have four recruits every year. And each one of them is committed to every year. This kid gets $50,000 from this guy. This kid gets $50,000 from this guy. And it changes It changes everything. And this is what I tried to explain on Bearcat Journal today. Cincinnati hasn't been cheating because they haven't had the wherewithal to cheat. <laughs> that's not that they didn't want to cheat it's they didn't have the car dealership willing right. to drop 50 grand they didn't have the restaurant chain willing to drop 50 grand 
that like they didn't have the infrastructure built over years and years and years of illegally paying these players. So now they have to start from scratch while everybody else is just like, oh shit, we get to cheat for free. We can, yeah. we, can, we can just push this into the light. We don't have to spend all this extra time hiding it. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Memphis come on, didn't. Come on down to our car lot. And they're like, uh, that was a $25,000 voice ad. Thank you. Uh, and there's no like, scale. There's no, like, there's no, I mean, and this, this is a $5,000 ad. You just did $5,000 of work. Here's your $5,000. Instead, it is, you did this work. And we can pay you whatever the fuck we want. Right. You did 30 seconds of a voiceover. Here's $100,000. And it's wild. Men, I mean, like, you think, think of it. kids almost a million dollars each. Well, you got out. the, you, you got the, you, yeah. You, you got, you got, was that, Mem that was at Memphis, right? Yeah. And then you've got, like, guys Taylor like, uh, and Lonnie Bates. The, the, the quarterback, the quarterback at Alabama. Well, no, at Ohio State that left high school early. Yeah. And then, then there's the one at Alabama that now is getting almost seven figures. And then you've got, and this this is an, an off-the-wall sport, uh, but you've got Gable Steverson, who just came back from uh, winning the Olympic gold medal. Uh, he's a wrestler. Right. And he's got an NIL deal with like WWE and a couple other things that they said is going to end up being more than Bryce Stevenson's yeah. uh, thing. There's the the gymnast down there at LSU who apparently has you know uh, a high six figures. Well, but here's the difference in some of that. Those are being rewarded on merit, right? Yeah. Those those people have accomplished something. Yeah. Well, and they have a and they have a following on their right. social medias or whatever. But yeah, so, they, they've built something that they're now able to make money from. On. I'm okay, thousand yeah. percent okay with that, and I'm still okay with what's happening on the recruiting front, but. If you've got a recruit that you're competing with, say, NC State with, just a hypothetical here, no uh, correlation at all. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> when they come on your visit, they have an amazing time. Everything's awesome. But you don't have somebody sitting in front of them on that visit saying, here's how we're going to get you and your family $50,000 the minute that you sign your letter of intent. Even though the, the university is not supposed to have anything to do with right. NIL deals yeah. at all. Have we Looking heard you? anything about the NCAA going after Memphis or what happened with those? That was the kids? point I was going to bring up. Even though Memphis, Penny Hardaway, FedEx clearly dropped a, a bag. Right. Crazy. Yeah. So Enjoy it, your time in the AAC, Memphis. Amani Bates. But, but see, for Memphis, it's not going to matter because FedEx yeah. is going to be okay with dropping that bag every year. That's right. kind of the point I was getting to of like, so when you have XOXO booster that every year is paid, like has set $100,000 aside to help your school in recruiting, when it was illegal, when they weren't allowed to do it, right? Now they're allowed to do it. So of course, they might even be willing to give more than $100,000 now. They might Maybe. give $200,000 now. Well, I'm shocked that I haven't seen like the U already take off with recruiting but that's like, kind of dried that well's kind of dried up in miami it's just crazy what we've seen them do behind the scenes and know about now you know yeah that's fair i mean that's 10 fair. years later 15 years later and you know you'd think that you'd 
you'd be able to see them kind of take full advantage of this down in South Beach, and it just simply hasn't been the case. But there's so many other things to spend money on in South Beach. You got you got to find the, the thing now, is is you got to find that booster that that a, or you got to find the person that has the money yep. and then also cares about that sport. Right. And so like you can have a ton of money and not give two shits about right. how Absolutely. you know that's what Cincinnati's problem is. Because Bob Castellini's poor. Right. Yeah, he's broke. I forgot. Yeah. But like you have to find that person that has that burning desire to be like, you know, where's Weiler? A part of it. We well, bought us a nice video board. <laughs> Thing's beautiful. You know, hey, UC had an just had that engineering student, former engineering student that uh that dropped a nice little bag in the uh, university's lap. Five million, right? One of the bigger one of the bigger checks ever. By the way, yeah. I I drive past Jeff Weiler's lot every Tuesday and Thursday out here in Eastgate. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff's not giving us any money anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> not going great for Weiler right now. That huh? Chevy lot and that Jeep and Dodge lot is empty. All the lots are empty. It's crazy. That's true too. Oh well, yeah, There's I mean, no cars. Yeah. Right. So I just They're hopped on Kentucky Speedway with no chips in them. Yeah, right. I just hopped on the Cameo. Man. And typed in NCAA to see if there's any NCAA players. First, I typed in University of Cincinnati. Nothing popped up. But I typed in NCAA. There are, in the first four, or in the first page of search results, there are four Xavier University players out here trying to make money off their likeness. It's great. I mean, good for them. Adam Kunkel. I hate that guy. Yeah, but, but it's not. Look, there's a lot of guys that you see that are making nickels and dimes off of like uh, you know, Mike Adams Wood has Woods has a clothing line yep. and like Toss Malik Van. Yeah, Malik Van, Jeremiah Davenport has a an NIL deal. Sauce. That's not the money we're talking about no. NC State's throwing no. at recruits. No. Yeah. It's just a it's it's just not. It's just not. People need to understand the difference. Because like I said. Those guys so, at NC State have been spending fifty thousand dollars a year on recruits. I like you guys have no idea how many times I have busted Kyle Washington's balls that he was one of only two players at NC State that wasn't getting fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> like Kyle's dad was legit. Like Kyle's dad ran a straight up like recruitment. If NC State would have tried to offer his dad money, he would not have gone to NC State. Wow. Right. So NC State kind of had that understanding of, okay, this one we got to play straight up. And they got Kyle. And then Kyle got there. And outside of one teammate, all of his other teammates were driving like Mercedes. That's crazy. Right. Like, you know, they were like, they were going out to like Red Lobster and Kyle was eating at McDonald's. So if you were Sports Czar, how would you fix this NIL Wild West? situation and I, the problem is i don't know yeah because i i i, I, I believe it's the right thing yeah right i, think so I believe I, I guess maybe like somehow there needs to be a scale there needs to be a way to prove that you're worth the, fifty thousand dollars that yeah. the work that the work you're doing or the work or the the things that you're doing with your name image and likeness yeah. is actually worth that right amount of money that you're making and 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 i think all things need to be considered like what's your social media following 
Well, that's that, that's a that's a big thing What's that your, they a player. Yeah. That's why we're are not you, a so, Are you a junior that was an All-American as a sophomore? That's valuable. So, so you're more along the lines of like you can only make X per commercial appearance. You can only make, you know, X as far as uh, you know, overhead on the well, like I, I, apparel deals. Again, and it's it's a sliding scale, right? If yeah. you have 2.3 million followers on social media, what you make for a commercial is way different than somebody that's got 20,000. Yeah. Yeah. Like anything else. I mean, like if, right. if say our podcast went to try to get, you know, whatever, you know, like for instance, last week we had LFG since he gave us some, some shirts to give away. But if, you know, like a barstool podcast asked for something, you know, they're going to get more because they're right. going to yeah. be yeah. put in front of more eyes. Just it's like, uh, we, it's just like, a, we, just the reality. Hmm. Yep. What I'm getting from Holy Grail for a title sponsorship is going to be more than what you guys are going to get from a Holy Grail right now because you guys are still building. I've been building this thing for 16 years. Right. No, so absolutely. It's, they might give I'm in a different stick. place than you guys are. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how things should. But I guess there's so many pitfalls and so many like, well, you know, we've got this many Instagram followers. What's that worth? What are Twitter followers worth? What are Facebook likes worth? What are YouTube? You know what I mean? Like, how's the monitor? What are those views worth? Yeah. Live stream views. Right. Right. How does that all come together? It's such a, it's such an unknown right now because all of it is evolving. Well, and you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to have a manager, but you are allowed to have an NIL manager. You're, you're allowed to have an agent now. Like full-blown sports agent? Kind of, yeah. As long as they're certified by the NCAA, you're allowed to have an agent yeah. to like handle this stuff for you. I thought you were only allowed to have like a marketing agent. I mean, it's the same. It's the same. You maybe like, see like if, if say, say there's some rule where like, you know, uh, until you've actually competed and, you know, kind of built yourself some accomplishments at the college level, regardless of what your sport is, like maybe you maybe you can't go above like you know uh say they say ten thousand dollars is like the the limit yeah. that you can make like before you you have some sort of portfolio that you're able to build and and not necessarily base it off of but again, but again the problem is when you get into some of these high school athletes some of these young kids that have like massive Instagram followings followers. already like, yeah so yeah. you can't tell them they're only worth ten grand. Because you're worth what people are willing to pay you. Right. How are you going to tell Bryce Young that you can't make $800,000 even though you've never taken a snap in college football? Yeah. Right. So it's it, it like I, I am fully acknowledging I don't know the answer. Yeah. But what I'm explaining is from my inside sources throughout college football and basketball, this is what's happening. And it's happening at the places – that Where it was already knew, happening. We knew we're cheating from the start, yeah. right? And they allowed these places to start just cheating in the open. And for right now, where we're at, those places have an advantage. Now, do don't you think like don't mistake what I'm saying here? Everybody is going to have the chance to get on a level playing field, but the places that have been cheating for two decades are doing it in. Like now allowed, like everybody was like, okay, now we can just cheat out in the open. Nobody yeah. gives a shit. The covert framework was already built, and it's right. now 
And so, now, now it's like, hey, check out this sweet NIL building we got right. over here. So, like, so now the places that haven't been able to do that are going to have to figure out a way to catch up. You know, and it's it, it's it's probably not often like, can you see just simply contact P and G and be like, hey man, we got a four star shooting guard we need to land. Like, can you cut him a check for fifty thousand dollars? P and G is gonna be like, Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Does he buy Pringles? <laughs> now, uh, do you think that moving to a Big Twelve and expanding, you know, because like right now, you know, the majority Maybe. of our football games and basketball games are on ESPN Plus or ESPN the Ocho, and there's not as many eyes. On on these things, and as you move to like say the Big Twelve, and maybe more of your games are on more uh, on bigger networks and things like that on a regular basis, you see that maybe being more enticing for somebody who might be lukewarm about you know providing a couple bucks to a recruit to to get them like maybe I feel like I feel like Sean Miller should be Sean Miller should be a consultant for this shit. <laughs> he doesn't have a job right now anyway. Like right. he knows all the ins and outs of how this works. Like that slime ball should know exactly how to get this done. Director of basketball operations, Sean Miller. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um you know, Jeff, like I, I wanna say yes, but I don't know the specific answer because this is so early in the yeah. process. Like there's so many levels that are gonna be played out over the next couple years. And I think people are panicking because we're in such an early part of this. And and yeah. like I said, Cincinnati's going to have to figure it out. Cincinnati's going to have to figure out, like, who are – and I talked about this, like, as NIL was coming in. This was the stance I had on it. Like, I, I think it can be a good thing. But Cincinnati's playing from behind because, one, you're in a market with the NFL – Major League Baseball, now MLS, Xavier, and UC Basketball, UC Football. You've got five major entities in this town looking for a slice of the pie, right? Mm -hmm. and, and you've got to find a way to make the supporters of UC that, that have the expendable income understand that we're going to need some help on this recruiting side of things. Because there are people firing guns at us that we don't have. Like, yeah. they got an AK-47 and we got, a like, a pea shooter. Yeah. And, and they're going to get the recruits over us because they are more prepared, more financially able, more financially ready to make that happen for the recruits. And it's you not know, the you, it's not the financial status of the university. It's the no. financial status of the boosters and the, right. the people that care about the sports. And I, I get. I mean, I guess UC kind of has started to, to dabble their their toes in it with the uh, with the basketball exhibition There's, thing that they had yeah. a, a well, couple weeks ago. But that's that's pennies. But that right? right that that's that's tiddlywinks out there, like compared to what some of these places have. So if, if you want, to, like, here's the thing. There have been people at places like NC State, Mississippi State, LSU, like Arizona, these places that were that were on Arizona. the FBI list for everything that happened, right? South Carolina was another one of them. Like those places have had these people in place for a long mm -hmm. time. Yeah. This is where the money comes from. This is where you go to. 
when you know you need to get the money to make the, the commitment happen. If you don't want to fall behind, and, and don't mistake it, Kentucky and Duke and North Carolina and those places all have those same things, and now they're licking their chops because they can pay $250,000 right. for the five-star, right? The price fluctuates the same as it does in the open market and free agency. You know, the, the top 10 kids are getting 250. The four-star kids in that 75 to 100 range, now they're getting $25,000, I can't so, wait to see the kids who stay in school now as opposed to going pro because they can make more money in college with NIL deals. Yeah, well, it's going to depend on, like, where they're projected in the draft, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're projected to make, like, $3.5 million, like somebody asked today, my guy Nick that that I love on Bearcat Journal, he's been a member forever. He was asking, like, if UC had a deal in place for Jay Z and Gortman, who was a top ten prospect, number one, number two point guard in the class, uh, and UC West was trying to like quietly, like work towards landing this kid to come to UC as kind of like a surprise recruit. Well, he signed with Overtime Elite. I don't know if you guys know what Overtime Elite is. Oh, that's the that's the uh, like the mid range, almost NBA. Like they're signing kids that are like juniors in high school, right? So they signed this kid. He's a junior in high school. He's going to play his senior year of high school and his freshman year of college for this professional league, like Lamelo Ball did. Uh, without going overseas, yeah. 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 They signed him for $600,000 a year. $1.2 million two-year contract. Like, P&G could have put him on the fucking diapers and they weren't paying him that money. (laughs) (laughs) That's wild. Like, and, and, like... I had a conversation with somebody that initially was like, that kid made a bad fucking decision. And then it came out that he signed for $600,000 a year guaranteed for two sure years. Didn't. And they were like, no, he didn't. That's a whole new meaning to diamond diaper dandy. Right. Like, <laughs> now I, that, I just don't see a, I just don't see a league like that being able to. I don't know to how lo- they're making their money. I don't. Like, I, don't. I don't see how they're going to have. Because you don't hear about them, like if you're not right. kind of like, and if you're not looking for them, or if you hadn't like previously heard about it, like yeah. being drummed up, you're not, you don't know about it. It's not on <laughs> like you, know, you yes, don't flip yeah. the TV, you don't flip the TV on on you know a Sunday night or a you know a weeknight or whatever, and see this basketball no league. Marketability for that league, nobody cares. You know who the head? Coach I mean, is. it's like the it's literally a worse idea than like the XFL financially, as far as like trying to put this other professional league out there. Right. Tell us that. Tell us that. I know the answer. Tell us. Kevin Ollie. Yeah. Oh, man. Kevin Ollie's the coach of Overtime Elite. Get out of here. Yeah. Kevin Ollie. So, so is that just, is it just one? Like, do they just for split now, into, like, is it like pickup games? No. Uh, for, it's supposed to be a league, but they're accumulating players. It's like IMG, but. Yeah. Uh, I am IMG. That that's so. I, no, I, it's not like IMG. That's no, so IMG's like like I looked into like I was looking at the IMG stuff. Obviously, after like the whole like Bishop Sycamore silliness that went on, and like you know, if you 
like, it's a ridiculous amount of money to go to IMG, and they've got like four football teams. IMG. They've got one that plays yeah. like Florida. They play like Florida. One plays like in the Florida State, like IMG high school like, ranks. IMG has better facilities than UC. Yeah, it's crazy. Indoor facility, outdoor facilities, training. Like IMG has better facilities than UC. It's wild. It's I was like, I was looking into it, and then the cost to like, go there, and then like the kids that like they have the like all their sports are like that though. Yeah, this this OTE I mean, that, that only has twenty four players right now. Right, they don't have a league yet. They've got like a couple scrimmage games. So, when like, Aaron and I that? went to UC to watch like the the old heads playing with the the current team, yeah, there was like twenty four guys. Right, Aaron. That's yeah. what that's what overtime elite is right now. <laughs> is those two open gyms we watched. So my thing is, so say these kids, right? Like they they've signed these deals here with with them or whatever, and like let's say this thing folds in like eight months. Those kids are they? Is that still considered? And or I guess it's a professional they contract, contract, so they can't. Yeah, they have a contract. So, right, but if I mean if the league folds and like they, I mean they're not going to be they able to. Do. Of right, course. but I mean, when you you when you right? sue for, no, I know, right? Yeah, I know. you know what I mean. Like, a, if you sue somebody that doesn't have it, like <laughs> you, it it doesn't really matter. But they, you, I mean, it, you know, when you were seventeen uh, years old and somebody said sign on the dotted line for one point two million dollars, are you right? No, I mean, I'm not saying that that you know, right? I mean, I'm just like I'm just we're just talking it out, right? We've been talking. The yeah. So on They're their board of directors. On their board of directors, they have Car- Carmelo Anthony and Jay Williams. Yeah. yeah. They've got money behind it. Who's Dan Porter? I'm interested. I'm, I'll probably do like 12 hours of research on this now. Aaron, you're muted. Dang. Well, it's been about two hours on this podcast, and I feel like if we let Jeff continue to ask Chad questions, he would do this until hour three. I don't, but, I'm, I'm good. I don't care. I'm good. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I just don't know how much more we can squeeze out of this uh, this NIL conversation. We've had a fascinating conversation. Like we've I, had real I'm, talk. As I real not talk disagree. as you're gonna get. Listen, I'm I'm not disagreeing with any of that. I'm just not sure how much more we're gonna be able to squeeze out of this one. Okay. That all said I'll leave. Chad, thank <laughs> you very much for joining us. I well I'm, we're gonna wrap it up. Um thank you very much for joining us tonight. I know uh it's he just left. it's been I, he did leave. All right. Love you, Chad. Um, Bye, Chad. <laughs> formal goodbyes and all. Um, I, thank you for taking the time out of your, your evening with, you know, everything going on with all that you have going on in your life with your wife and, and daughter and all of that. Um, but that was a... Uh, oh, he's back. Oh, he's back. He's back. Oh, he's gone. Ah, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> he's, so, he's so happy with himself. I was just saying, you know, we we thank for you for the time that you took out of uh, your evening with everything going on in your life with your wife, your daughter, all of that. It's it's definitely appreciated. Look, and man, you know, episode right one hundred and one. Right now, I'm in a, a degenerate. My wife has been out of this house for seventeen days. Been living on French bread pizzas for as many. <laughs> well, no, hot, hot pockets and ramen. Look, the BCJ community has been phenomenal. Uh, they, I, I said two weeks ago, like yeah. send us DoorDash and and uh, Uber Eats credits. They sent us like fifteen hundred dollars 
in food. It's crazy. So, you know, we've we've actually been eating pretty good. <laughs> crawfish and all. Yeah, crawfish and all. Like I got I, I did the first when we did the first crawfish thing, I got like a shrimp boil. And and it was, you know, with the, you know, the the old bay and the potatoes and the, the corn. Uh, but since then I've like, I think there's three other times we've ordered just crawfish for Kelsey (laughs) and I've gotten like a cheeseburger from McDonald's. So it's fun. Well, uh, it was, it was, it was another fun episode. Um, anytime we bitches, one on one, anytime we get to, uh, I get to do the park (laughs) that, that NIL stuff was like. I'm oh, telling you, it's crazy. people are going to be fascinated by that because that's not a, a real conversation that people are having about NIL. No. That's the point. No, and I mean, I I think we all kind of feel like Jeff where we're made of questions for this thing because there's so many questions, but nobody has the answers. Nobody's actually talking about the, the inside, the nitty-gritty of it all because it's kind of dirty and nobody wants to touch it. It's not dirty but, anymore. You know, I don't mind touching on it because I've lived it. Like I've experienced right. the basketball recruiting world for twelve years. Like I've been inside. I've seen how it works. I know how the 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 bread is made, or how you know what I mean. Like whatever the right. the phrase is. Like I, I've seen it, and it is just playing into for now because we are in the early stages. It is playing into the favor of the places that were cheating. Because now they don't have to cheat. And they're like, well, fucking A right. We don't have to cheat anymore. Let's go. Let's go. And everybody else needs to catch up. Cincinnati's one of those places that needs to catch up. I had somebody today say that I was, like, making excuses for Cincinnati. I'm like, you're reading this entirely wrong. I'm saying Cincinnati better get their shit together and figure out. Before you're left behind. How to cheat legally. It's the new frontier. It's the new frontier, and they've got to storm into it. They can't like wait around and hope that it just falls in their lap. Yeah, clearly, what clearly is one of. I was going to visit, and then he's going to visit one of those schools that knows how the the fucking shit is done, and they're going to fucking steal him away. Well, and clearly, it's one of those things where it's you know let me do it right now and ask for forgiveness later because nobody nobody knows how to police this thing. Case in point, Memphis dropping the FedEx bag when the university, again, is supposed, by the rules, supposed to have nothing to do with NIL deals. Yep. What's happened in Memphis tells everybody, like, you know. There are no rules. We're not looking. We're not saying that. It is the Wild West right now, and you got to plant a flag somewhere or else. You you better figure it out. For right. for the land's all gone. Yeah, exactly. You're going to compete in the number one basketball conference in the country. The people you that just... have the money in this fan base better fucking figure it out, or, or you're not going to be competing. rooting for a team that's that can't compete. And guess what? The Wild West in all of this is Texas. Yeah. And where's UC going? Right into the right in there. the heart of it all. Texas Forever Street. Yeah. Like, figure it out or don't. I don't care one way or the other. I care one way or the other because it depends on how the success of Bearcat Journal goes. But I don't care one way or the other. Figure it out or you don't figure it out, but it's happening right now. We need Bezos to open up an office. Get on board or get out of the way. Yep. Well, that was another episode of Pardon the Punctuation. Again, Chad, we thank you for your time tonight. It has been uh, 
I, I have no idea how we got here, but we did. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's been a wild, a wild ride, as is always the case. Anytime I talk to you for pretty much more than about five minutes, it, it kind of just goes off the rails. So um, for my good friends, Ed and Jeff, I am Aaron Smith. Again, that was an episode of Pardon the Punctuation. Check out Chad and everything that he has going on, myself included, on BearcatJournal.com. There's plenty of opportunities for the discounted yearly rates. If you don't want to pay full price right now, there's pretty much a, a some type of ad that pops up roughly about once a month, once every two, once every six weeks, um, where you can take advantage of that. But that was part of the punctuation episode 101. We are in the second century mark. Let's go. But I'm